Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, Kevin Clark. Travis Vote. Matt Lynch, hi. We did it. <laughs> and we're recording. Hey. And Whoa. it's happening right now. <laughs> were we worried about re- recording? Nope, nope. I'm just, oh. just covering for the dead air here. <laughs> was it dead? It was like a... It, was I'm not let, like it a, wasn't dead because I didn't let it happen. Yeah. Oh. It seemed like it was threatening Wait, 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 wait. There. No. Stop it. No. God hang on, hang it. on, hang on. You are you Not are operating against this podcast, my friend. <laughs> if it's dead air, they think maybe the radio station's been attacked by aliens and they're going to have to go into their bomb shelters. Yeah, people are going to freak out. But they do. What? They do. Who? They have to go into their bomb shelters. Oh, the people? Yeah. yeah you, just, you just mean in general people need they to be sh- in their I mean, bomb shelters. Times are tough. Well, no. I, I will I will tell everybody that you're. I know you're. we're recording this in the past, but you're listening to this in the future, and I've I've walked backwards through time to this period to tell you to get into your bomb shelters right now. It was a temporal pincer mo- uh, yeah. move. It was a tem- temporal pincer move by myself. You and, found- and, and I walked backwards like a long ways to tell you this. Did so you, you do better. you have the algorithm? What? Do you even know where it is? I don't know. I don't know. How You're to not do supposed math. to know where it is. Ignorance is our weapon. Yeah, the algorithm I, is. A I big went stick. into the box and came out backwards on the other side. You know what I learned? And I and I breathed some of the backwards air. And you know what? It wasn't so it wasn't bad. So bad. It wasn't so oh, bad. Oh yeah, that's bullshit. You would be fucking dead. <laughs> no, that's what like, they tell you. It's like and that Tom Green movie. The that's backwards what the man, man wants you to think no. that you can't breathe the backwards. You didn't air. touch yourself, your your other self, did you? Because that's like oh, yeah, ends the universe. I think or something. Fucking goddamn you! Why wouldn't you take this shit seriously? Why wouldn't you touch yourself? This is real shit. Take it seriously. This is real shit based in real <laughs> physics, so take it seriously. Uh, <laughs> I did steal a bunch of money though, and now I have a fancy boat. I have a nice catamaran. I have a crazy, I have like a crazy, a crazy uh, rich person sailboat. A crazy, uh, like a sharper image dad <laughs> sailboat. Like the this kind of is sailboat cool. that not only could only rich people afford, but only rich people could afford to be interested in. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't even afford to be like find that thing interesting. Like you can't even afford a rowboat. <laughs> well, I certainly not. But I'm like, just saying, like those boats are so fucking stupid. All right, in case you, I'd, in I'd case give you some of the aware. money I stole, but it's going, it's it's actually moving backwards, so I have to get it into one of those uh, machines before I can give it to you. Yeah. Turn and style. Don't, don't get shot by that money going backwards, because that'll really. Don't fuck get you up. shot. I have by to the go money. through the phantom toll booth before I can <laughs> give you this backwards money. And all this oblique talk that, that we're and we're talking <laughs> it about makes tenet, about as much sense way. as tenant. And th- and this is why I don't understand why people don't like it. Doesn't this sound fun and weird? <laughs> It is. This it is, is stuff that weird. happens in the movie, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think it sounds. And they gave more this guy like a billion dollars to make this I think nonsense. It, I think it sounds more fun than it actually is because once you're once you're watching the movie, it's like nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Ooh, backwards. Ooh, ooh. Oh, and then so like cool. another forty minutes of just like talking about going backwards. And then the boats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate like those boats. Cool. <laughs> that's yeah. that's literally my least favorite. Thing. I, I laughed actually out really loud. Liked the movie. I laughed out loud at the boats because it was just. It, they don't go backwards. Because they don't yeah. go backwards. I there was like, some, ha! Several boats go backwards <laughs> in this movie, and those backwards. ones don't. No, I just, it was like, because it was just like, I, I saw those boats and was like, oh my god, only this guy and like Elon Musk could, right. like, could like these fucking Because boats. I bet he probably like found one, like Elon Musk probably like introduced him to those boats or something. They, um, if you watch the, the making of thing, they got like the, the like world champion catamaran racing team because they those are the only guys who can like reliably do crazy shit with those boats and they need him to do like point turns and stuff and they've like got those guys working with the camera crew on that I mean they all shot that shit for real yeah yeah Yeah, of course you know and they're like we've done we we basically forced these uh, this crew to do things with the boats that the boats aren't supposed to do and that they didn't know how to do (laughs) we're all humili we are all embarrassed and we don't we don't talk about it it's pretty cool the the things that we did with these boats the making of the Blu-ray is like way more exciting because it's like where are we gonna get this giant cargo craft that we need to shoot like 50 scenes in this movie and put a bunch of soldiers on and build sets on and they're like oh we just rented one. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I can't stress, if you haven't seen the movie, the, the boat thing isn't a spoiler alert. No. We might cover spoilers, I don't know. <laughs> and you might see it and go like, what are these guys talking about these boats so much? It's not a big deal. Yeah. It just is a funny... It's, it's not a, a big deal. It's and a great it's only, James Bond scene in It's the maybe movie. like five or six minutes of the movie, but they are these two... And I had to look it up to see they're if they were real. They're yeah. these catamarans, but they're like su- future catamarans. They're super slick, and they're like sailboats black. of the future. And they kind of like sh- they kind of like rise up out of the water onto these skis. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they don't they they I think they're supposed to look like the coolest fucking thing in the world, and they don't look that cool. If he made another Batman movie, Batman would drive one of those, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. The Batamaran. The Batamaran. <laughs> and these are like the fastest <laughs> sail. These are like the fastest catamarans in the world. Uh-huh. But there's Catwoman has but one. But they're still not that fast. They're really fast, they're, dude. I know for boats, they they go like a couple hundred miles an hour. I don't believe that's true. Are there faster boats? I don't think any boat could go hundred hundred. I think they go really with, fast with motors. No, I what don't about know go about fast boats? Oh yeah, no. I think those these boats go are designed fast. to go fast. I think these fast. boats go really fast. I don't think they. I think they go really fast for sailboats. For sailboats, because you are like, just using the. They're wind. like super dangerous. To you can't go faster than the wind in a sailboat. <laughs> no, speak for yourself. What the fuck? Nobody gets me. I'm the wind. That was wow. A, that was a deleted song from Pocahontas. You can't go faster than the wind. <laughs> speak for yourself. For instance, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is like everybody, like at least a lot of the people that I knew, kind of didn't like Tenant and uh, Tenant. And uh, and so I was. Fully I also don't like the tenant. To, fully expecting to go into this one, going like, "All right, well, you flew too clo- close to the sun, Christopher Nolan," and it kind of starts that way too. A I feel bit. like that is exactly how it turned out. I mean, and I and I largely like I like big parts of the movie. I just don't think it adds up to like an actual movie experience you could have. Yeah, for me, well, that I'll was... have to make that I guess assessment on the second watching, which I yeah. can't wait for because I, I thought this one was so cool. I like got an hour in and was like, ah, oh, there's still an hour and a half of this left, and it wasn't like I was bored the whole time. It was right. like. There were pockets where it was like neat to look at, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't. It was, and I wasn't even like totally baffled, but it was like when the characters are explaining shit, there's a booming soundtrack, which is great. I like the soundtrack, but it's like it's like that thing that Nolan does where he's like, I'm going to obscure dialogue, and you're like, but this isn't the kind of movie where. Right. You're not supposed to understand what's going on. Wait, you wait, are wait. supposed uh, to. He's got something important to say. Put a gas mask on him there's, and a weird also, filter. There's also another scene. He finds scene. brand new ways to obscure dialogue yeah. in this one. Uh, there's also a funny scene that, just a sh- thing that made me laugh where he's like, just these guys, these guys are planning a heist in the most boring way possible. Just literally three dudes talking to each other and he just keeps spinning, yeah. spinning the camera around them. And uh, it was like... It was just like so, it was like the the defi- it was like sort of that like uh, you'd show that to a class and go like okay so this is a, a great example of unmotivated camera movement <laughs> of like because like it's it's literally only spinning around these guys because the scene is boring uh, right and like he's Make like and it's information speed. he he th- he thinks anyway that he needs to get out to the audience but also then there's this soundtrack over it and it's mixed so weird that like you also don't know what they're saying so the camera's spinning around these guys they're going like here's what we're going to do and it's this. I guess complicated heist scene, and then you're like, oh, and then they're going to mi- try and steal a painting, but not really. They're yeah, going they're, to they're using the cover of a paint of looking at of a, a painting drawing. to go and uh, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I know that that stuff happened, but I don't know what it had to do. with Then anything. it goes to a neat scene where he's fighting a guy backwards. Oh, or whatever, and then that comes know. back later on. Yeah, see when he oh, fights a guy backwards. Oh, so cool! But he's fighting him forwards or yeah, whatever. It's cool. It's it's kind of neat. It's so fucking it's right. cool when but he like, comes back when and it turns out he's fighting himself. When you talk about unmotivated, how did you not know that when that First time, I, I, do, I do not think that much when I'm watching because, like, because, like, because uh, <laughs> there's that shot where Robert Pattinson, Pattinson like, sees oh the God. guy, he sees the guy, and then he goes and he runs away. Yeah, he, and he goes, goes don't, don't go him. back there. What happened to him? He's like, don't go back there. And you're like, oh, 
it's because it's him. Yeah. He's got a mask on. There's only only possibilities that it could be him. It, I mean, uh, the other possibility was at first I was like, it's either Robert Pattinson or uh, Denzel Jr. Yeah. Yes. And it's one of those like, two. And I'm like, okay, so. But like, but like, it's one thing to kind of go like, that's probably the case, and another thing to like kind of see it happen. Like, yeah. here we go. Like yeah. when he gets sucked back in from the. Yeah, that's because when you see it the first time, and he get the guy gets kind of like sucked out. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Is that how like airline jets work? Did he get <laughs> no, sucked he's getting, into the jet? No, no, or no, no, no. He's getting blasted in yes, in reverse. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then you, when you find that out, you're like, oh yeah, because once he's standing, like when it, they come back to this area and he's standing in front of the jet, you're like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I thought that stuff was just no, as satisfying like, as, as, you, as it was supposed to be. You had the first viewing that I had, which was like that was pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah. And then I watched it a second time. And I was like. All right, eh, you know. Okay. And then by the time I got to the third one, and I was just kind of like, I don't, you know, I don't. It's lost me. Well, that yeah. might happen to me too. Yeah. yeah. Lost me. Lost me about a half hour in when it was just sort of. Yeah. Uh, There's definitely some cool <laughs> shit in it. I really like. Michael Mans Posey shows up for like a scene and goes like, "Here's how backwards stuff works," and you're like, "I still don't, I don't get, get it." it. I no, still don't get this, it. You can't get it because there's nothing. She's like, she's like, this is nonsense. She, and she's, it is funny because she's like, well, you see, here's how it works. And he's kind of like going, there's a part where he kind of goes, oh, okay, I get it a little bit. And you're like, wow, what? What has she said that makes any sense? She's like, and he, she's like, hold your hand over the thing. And it goes into his hand and he goes, I get it. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? Why? No. How? No, 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 no. What? And it, <laughs> again, it wouldn't bother me if, it only bothers me in Nolan stuff like this, in, in this one particularly, because... In some movies, you're not supposed to know what's going on. There sure. is a mystery, or there's like what's happening, and yeah. you're, that's what you're supposed to. And you in know, a it's Nolan be movie, explained later. In a Nolan movie, you are not. There's no. It's not a movie about like the mystery of something. It's a movie that's like here's what's happening, and this has been explained, except, and now you know what's going on, and here are the rules to my world. Though that He's like he keeps insisting through the characters in the movie that you're supposed to just roll with it. Right. Like the characters <laughs> even say like, "Don't try to think about it. Just you know." Feel Literally it. is a line and you're in the like, movie. I would, Christopher Nolan. But <laughs> you keep uh, on, you keep you on. keep getting in my face and yeah. trying to explain to me. And like when you're talking about, you're going that, to explain uh, this whole thing to me. So don't tell me to not think and that, about that it. That seems to go with the the whole thing with like the the mix of the mix of the dialogue and the soundtrack because like where you're talking about like the unmotivated camera yeah. movement where it's spinning around and like. People ask Nolan all the time since Dark Knight Rises, like, "What's up with the sound mix, dude? Yeah. Like, you keep doing this," and he's like. You know, I think it's really weird that people are always against uh, the innovative techniques I use to mix my films. And it's just like, uh, but you don't need to do that. You know, like... Nobody just, likes it. it. It doesn't seem to be adding to the experience uh, other than to make people frustrated. We all yeah. know we're watching a movie, so you can have the characters clearly understood. Right. Although I do like it in Dunkirk, actually. Well, that's, I think, yeah, but that's I an think, experiential thing. Exactly. That this doesn't need... This is not that. No, exactly. We don't need to experience the, the, the experience of not understanding the dialogue two characters are saying to each other. Yeah. Whereas, where, like, explosions are going on. Or, or where, head. like, uh, you know, you can't understand Tom Hardy, kind of, because he's talking through that right. mask, is kind of like, ooh, it's kind of like I'm in the plane with him. Especially right. if you see that in the theater. But at like no that. point do I feel like when I'm watching Tenet, do I need to be like, it's like I'm on the catamaran. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm in this street in wherever they are, having a plan explained <laughs> to me. It's like Michael Caine is insulting my clothes. <laughs> That's a garbage. That's a bloody garbage tuxedo. Put on a good tuxedo. That's another. That's like the oh, camera. I never let the Batman wear a suit like that. I think we already talked about this, but it's another like cla- like yeah, rich yeah. person thing. Where <laughs> yeah. like like how many? What per- fucking percentage of people watching this movie are gonna be like? Yeah, that was a garbage suit. Now that's a good. Yeah, suit. I mean, did he go to Men's Warehouse suit, or something? He, he goes, you can't wear that Brooks Brothers garbage, and I'm like. Are, is Brooks Brothers bad? I don't even know. I, can't afford I don't a, know about I can't afford a suits. suit anyway. What I can't, kind of asshole knows about suits? I can't afford to like even look into which suits are more expensive. Yeah. I can't like, even afford to watch the TV show Suits if I that Meghan Markle was if on. If I wear a suit, it looks like two little kids wearing a suit. <laughs> 
you always just look like two little kids stacked on top of each other, it's no true. matter what. I actually got a pretty good suit for my sister's wedding last summer, yeah. and I bet Burned that it. I bet that uh, 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 Michael Kane would would see, just shake his now, head and Kevin, go, that a garbage suit, Kevin. I thought it looked pretty. That's a garbage suit. I thought it looked pretty good. So that scene offended me personally. I do like that Nolan can just like call up Michael Caine and go like, "Be in my movie for one scene." Yeah, yeah, and he's also like in that scene, and you're like, "Ooh, Michael Caine is a touch too old to be in movies anymore." (laughs) Like, there's like just, I mean, God God bless the man. He's very, very old, and it's kind of like, "Ooh, he's like." Uh, you know one thing I resented in, in the... Tenet was that it kept trying to insist that there was some kind of emotional hook that I needed to get into. That's my that that the, and the, the catamarans are my the least stuff favorite with part. Elizabeth Debicki, who I love in general, is is really dire, and she's good in it. It just sure. it's, it's not written. It's like a totally thankless role. Yeah, she absolutely. does get my favorite moment in the whole movie, where they're like, "If they get the thing, then the entire world will be destroyed." And she's like, "Including my son." Yeah, that's so like, funny. yes, yes, yeah, ma'am. I believe your son is a part of yes. everything. He's a uh, part of this world, he might say. It's yeah. also fun that she is, uh, I don't know it how tall she actually is, tall, but yeah. she looks like she's about seven oh, feet tall compared she's, she's to everybody else four. in the movie. Is she really? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so tall. She's, she's actually, taller than me. She's actually very tall. Wow. Like, it's not one of those things where, like, you see a tall woman in a movie and you're like, uh, all the actors are just short. Like, she's actually very tall. Very tall. That's and tall, and the other actors than, are short. And the other actors are short, yeah. so she, <laughs> she's like five feet taller than Kenneth Brad, huh? And she's selling it. Yeah. She's like, but that's taller than Gina Davis, which <laughs> I didn't even know was possible. I think they should have <laughs> let Pattinson be the main character in that movie. Yeah, because he's got know. he's got like a whole he's, arc of his own. He's the most fun. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I mean, Denzel Jr. is fine, but he's kind of a blank. It's a blank character, and Denzel Washington is fine. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I sir, I've never looking. seen him in anything before. You and didn't see Black Klansman? I still haven't seen that. Oh, it's oh, good. I need to get it's really on that. Good. Yeah, it's Spike. I know. Spike. I, I need to catch up on that. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, won't just, take. It won't take long. <laughs> just the just the other little uh, the, the the other the other point about it, and why why another one of the reasons that it's a little bit ridiculous. Keep in mind, I really like this movie. Um, is that like a lot of the times Christopher Nolan's stuff is based on some sort of some sort. It's like a stretching of a, a real thing. Sure. Like a theory, like right. Interstellar. Like you go to a black hole. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is what happens. Or, or inception. With gravity like... and inception and like dreams are a real thing. Right. And, and you know, all the what if we did this and played around in that world mm-hmm. and going backwards ain't a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a fucking thing, and so your brain is just, you know, like if he he he, he you know his kids age forty years or whatever while he's on that one moon in Interstellar, you're like, yeah, I know this is actually this is kind of maybe a fudging of it, but this is kind of how it works with gravity and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and this the, one, you're like, there's yeah. no backwards, no, there's no going backwards, especially because you. you know he all his movies like this are you know that, that aren't like his big franchise movies are kind of all centered on a gimmick. Yeah. Like even Dunkirk is like, well, I'm going to tell it in this achronological way, but it's like, okay, so we can go into dreams, or what if, what if we yeah. had to go through a black hole? And but it's the, like, sure, but sure. I reverse things. engineered this entire story from stuff looks cool when it goes backwards. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, and he's all, not wrong. Yeah. It, no, does it does look really look cool. Very, very guess, cool. But the emotional hooks of both of those movies yeah, like right. work with the thing that with the with the this with the not. with the gimmick. The gimmick of Interstellar. Is is also affects the emotional hook of the movie, which right. is like that this guy misses his daughter's child. You know the the whole relationship. And in, in Inception, I've made fun of. I think that the relationship between him and his wife is silly at times. I think. Have you ever been in lava, Kevin? Yeah, I don't buy it. Want to have a hole? Uh, but <laughs> but. <laughs> But I still that, that, like that works with him. That's why he's in the dream. Like there's a reason. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole. That's the whole. So the emotional hook and the gimmick like like fold in on each other. And in Tenet, it's like things go backwards. There's a woman over there. <laughs> she has a kid. What? Oh, why, yeah. what does that have to do with going backwards? This nothing. Guy, this but guy nothing. really <laughs> cares about her because she seems nice. She's, well, she did fake that painting. She is attractive yep. and tall. She is so tall. 
She's my favorite part of the movie just because, like, visually, she's the most interesting thing in the entire movie. Big IMAX Because she, <laughs> she is, like, super tall and, like, attractive, and then everybody else is, like, gray or something. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, her and Robert Pattinson, because Pattinson is, do, is, like, doing a he's kind doing of a, his thing. He's, like, doing a I smirky like, yeah, thing, which I, I enjoy, it. where he's kind of like, eh, hey, what's going on? I'm cool. And you're like, you are cool. Everybody he's, else in this movie is boring. He's kind of the uh, Tom Hardy role in Inception, sort of. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wow, where'd this fun guy come from? Right. Wait, he, he's Christopher the wrong, Nolan put a fun guy in his movie? In the what the hell is that all about? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Especially because he's up against, like, in, in Inception, it's Tom Hardy, and he has, like, a, a, like, a friendly hostility with uh, Jogo Lev and it's like none of this is working the one guy is cool <laughs> yeah that's right he's so much cooler than it's Jogo just Lev. like he's like it's must not be, even fucking like, close and it happens throughout the whole movie he's always like having some banter with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and you're like just go home he's Jogo he's eating Lev. him alive yeah stick a fork in Jogo Lev he's done god Aww. damn yeah uh, alright 500 right. days are up uh uh, speaking of, so I mean, I don't know if we're gonna, up. I don't know if we're gonna oh, do geez. an entire, I don't know if we're gonna do an entire Patreon on Tenet like some of our, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Fans had asked for, but I think that'll cover us for now. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll check in again when I watch it the next time and sure. the next time. Right, well, I'll be yeah. watching it zero I, more times. So we, we can. What still are we do gonna it. talk about today? We are talking about one of uh, my favorite actors of all time. Kind of, one of yeah. my favorite people of all time. The late great. The late great. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Great. This We're episode, talking national treasure. Paxton Americana, which sounded cute when we we came up with the idea, but then you watch these three movies, yeah, and they are different slices that was of American Americana. life. That Absolutely. was actually one of the reasons that I wanted to switch to to the Vagrant. Partly, partly because he's the lead in all three. I wanted to, he's the lead in all three of these, or right. like co-lead in one false move sort yeah. of. But he's like the main character in all three of these movies. And in, we were going to do Boxing Helena, but he and he's awesome and hilarious in that. But he's like a very he's like a tertiary yeah, character. But these three movies also all talk to each other, despite like whether or not he's in them. So yeah, yeah, and they're all about they're all about like the American experience, yeah, yeah. Uh, the dark they, side of the American spe- they experience. They kind of cover the gamut of what Bill Paxton could do too. Exactly, he kind of yeah. lived in all the the, the different yeah, yeah. worlds. He was he and could they, do trash. They, they also cover that American experience in three different very distinct tones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that one false move and simple plan are are they're more similar together, because yeah. they're both like of the noir tradition mm-hmm. um, and the. Vagrant is a weird movie that is that fits our fits our our podcast barely, but like you know it's but it's a fun. I mean it does it does qualify under like the thriller under because it is like there is an actual central mystery going through the movie. Yeah, but it is also a very bizarre, <laughs> weird, uh, very mannered, very very fucking nineties uh, yeah. mannered like that uh, that kitschy early nineties. <laughs> Absolutely, I thought I was me I, nuts when I first wa- started watching. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like nails on a chalkboard for bad. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. We got to stick the vagrant in the middle though. I feel yeah, like, well, yeah. but uh, uh, I they, mean, we, yeah. They, well, I mean, the, the way it is, came I, out yeah. just just Bill Pack in his career like that movie came out in the same year as One False Move that we're all going to talk about my god those uh, are very very different kinds of movies and, well, I read and it, performances I, I read an interview with Carl Franklin um, and he was talking about how Paxton had been, he hadn't been in a lot I mean he'd been in quite a, a bunch of movies before up to 92 but he hadn't been like One False Move was his first leading role yeah, yeah he's been, always he, like he wasn't, and he, Severin he's and always like Hudson or whatever Carl, Hudson, yeah. Carl Fra- and so it was weird he did that in The Vagrant the same year because those are both lead roles but Carl Franklin talked about how he was Bill Paxton was like very nervous about it like that he was like he was unsure about himself as an actor he wasn't sure he could he's, he's like he's like i don't know if i'm the he's like i don't know if i'm a lead of a, I'm a leading actor i don't know if i'm a lead he if sure i can handle a movie. the lead in that movie he's tremendous in that movie and that oh, movie by the I, way yeah, oh. is called one, one false, false move. move there was no fear in star city arkansas no murder no killers 
until now. There is violence we've ever seen. What's the story on this Star City? You think it'd be a wild goose chase if you went down there? Welcome to Star City, boys! For Chief Dale Dixon, it's the chance of a lifetime. Follow me! After 10 years of busting people, toms, and stop sign runners, I'd kind of like to take a crack at the big time. These are dangerous people we're dealing with. Get your hands up! Last night, some folks killed a Texas State trooper. Looks like they're headed our way, boys. Yeah, I've never seen Dale this exciting before. He's waiting on the bad guys we can't wait for Christmas. But his first shot at the big time. I think he looks at y'all like you're some kind of heroes. Well, we're... We're far from that. Might be his last. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with that one. Yeah. By, by the great Carl Franklin, whose other movies we've covered here. This is a movie. Devil that, in a Blue Dress, yeah, yeah. Uh, most prominently. And High Crimes, absolutely which outstanding we movie. High, High Crimes, crimes not great, good. but he kind of directed the shit out of it. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a. That's more of a. That's definitely a gun for hire work. He doesn't yeah. like you. This he made. Uh, Devil in a Blue Dress was a movie he did after this one, mm-hmm. and you fe- and you like really feel like both of those are very, very, very personal. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. works for him that he really. And he wrote this yeah. too, right? No, Billy. Motherfucking Thor, Billy Bob, and uh, some other guy. His his writing partner, who he wrote, who oh. he also wrote uh, the gift with. Mm. Billy Bob Thornton brought. He's kind of a a force in this movie. He's in it. He wrote, he co-wrote it. He brought his wife in to be uh, very bad in it. <laughs> and uh, is, it, who, is his wife Cinda? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? I his think wife was good. Cinda Williams up until the year that this movie was made. Wait, the lead girl is his wife? Yes. Do oh. you think she's bad in I this? Don't think she's bad I think in she's this. not very good in this. Oh boy. Yeah. Huh. I think I think, she, I, think that, I think that her skill set works for certain scenes, and then because she has kind of a blank a- affectation. I mean, I think that's because she's supposed to be like terrified and, and high like, out of her mind, all out of her time. mind the whole time. I think there's some of that, and I think that's why it sort of works. But I then mean, that's, that's the, I think that's the that, sad. That's she's the tra- also that's she's the tragedy also tragedy of her character. Like her character's thought, also kind of dumb. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Like she, I think she's, she just I think she's dumb. She's also like partly dumb by circumstance because of like what you know. Yeah. It sounds like her her life wasn't like her life. It's like that thing where you watch it. Like her her her, it, her life ended in an inevitable fashion, kind of where mm-hmm. you're like, Oof. yeah, what was what was? I mean, not and not entirely by her fault. Like it's not you know, it's but right. just circumstances where like you're like, where was you know what was gonna happen to this lady? But that I'll yeah. just say there could be maybe it's deliberate. Maybe it, they found a person who suited the character well or anything. But she reminds Reminds me of like when they find, put an actor or an athlete in a in a like have them act. Huh. It's got that kind of like blank, blankness. Well, to it. I mean, it doesn't. And she didn't do much. I mean, it doesn't. I guess I, I didn't find that. I didn't think that really. But it doesn't help that like she's opposite like three powerhouse performances. Oh um, my god! Uh, in the life's I mean, a the beach. Three, the three other uh, Billy, you know, Billy Bob Thornton and life's a beach. I love Michael Beach. I'm always He's happy to see awesome. Michael Beach. Yeah. Er's Al Boule. Yeah. Yeah. But he's gr- he's so he's great, great he's this. great in this Pluto. because and he's the psycho one like he's even more scary than Billy Bob. But that's I- a- IQ of 150. I, yeah. I love it. I, but I, lo- I love that kind of character because he's like he's the one you'd look at those three and he's not the one that would scare you initially. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she wouldn't at all. But you know, you'd look there's a, there's a group of criminals, these three criminals, and you look at them and go like, well, Billy Bob Thornton is clearly the, he because he looks like a fucking hill hill person, yeah, like wild man, and he's, he's pure, like and he's acting crazy, pure trash. And Michael Beach is just sitting there, and then he and then all of a sudden it cuts and he's got bags on people's heads and he's and he's stabbing them. He's a cutter. Yeah. He like he like doesn't he kills everybody with a knife. Yeah. Yeah, he's there's like the a, Joker. He likes he is, to use a knife so he can see up. all their, their expressions. The and he's very, and he's very, he's very like stolid the whole time. He's like very serious, and he's never, he's not like enjoying anything. This is just, yeah. it's like what he has to do. One uh, of the things I liked that was like the contrast between him and and Ray is is Billy yeah. Bob Thornton's character. Yeah, and, and is there like the beginning of the movie? Ray seems like the loose cannon, and Michael Beach is like the sc- the guy who he wouldn't think is secretly scary. And then yeah. once they get to the south. 
Michael Beach sticks out like a sore thumb to everybody. Yeah. It's a really, really cool juxtaposition. Well, because Billy Bob <laughs> and her are from are right, from they're there. They're from there. And they're people Michael so Beach is a well dressed black man in the South. So Ray mm-hmm. looks Ray maybe looks weird in LA. Yeah. You know, because he's like you look like this is some fucking some hillbilly tweaker. Yeah. tweaker who's in L.A. But the and, and uh, Michael Beach, well, I can't remember his name in the movie. All of a sudden, Pluto. 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 People yeah. have crazy names in this movie. But he like he like looks like a guy. He's like looks like he belongs mm-hmm. in L.A. and not at all in uh, Star City. Star City, <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Like these cold, calculating eyes. He's always just like. Uh, he's kind of like the the brilliant sociopath type of mm-hmm. guy who's just like cool and placid, but will fucking cut everybody if he has to. Yeah. So okay, what's this movie about? Well, this movie begins with a couple horrifying acts of violence. <laughs> where you're, <laughs> I remember watching this the first time and just sort of like think maybe thinking it was um, kind of a classic sort of thing that we'd do. Mm-hmm. Um, because one false move is a pretty generic title. I mean, I remember when this movie came out, and no, I didn't know anything about it, but Ebert, Siskel and Ebert covered it, and they both loved it. The and inter- I was like, Siskel said it was the best year movie, movie of the year. The yeah. interview that I read, the, it's a recent interview actually, is really good on on RogerEbert.com. Everybody should check out with uh with Carl Franklin, and he he says he says that Siskel and Ebert single handedly gave he's like they gave me a career. Yep. Yeah. Because they, no, they because this movie was going straight to video. They saw it at like a festival, uh-huh. and they both loved it. And they, every episode of their show, they championed this movie. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And, and they both, I think it was both on their end of year best list. But Cisco named it his best of the year. But he he like he say he goes like those guys gave me my career yeah. because if they hadn't loved this movie and it hadn't gotten that word of mouth and gotten kind of critically acclaimed, I wouldn't know. I would. I mean, he's like I probably would have made movies, but he was mm-hmm. he wouldn't be able to make his next movie with Denzel Washington. Yeah, Jonathan uh, Demme. Sure. Yeah, you know. Anyway, yep. so it's pretty cool. I mean, the story behind this movie is pretty cool. We would never have had those cool episodes too. of Game of Thrones that he directed. <laughs> did he do some Paris He did. Thoughts? I don't know. I mean, he he did he just, did, he's just he's a big time TV. TV director. He did a bunch so of Mindhunter and yeah. some yeah. other stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, this, a lot of House of Cards. The plot of this movie Ooh, is. Uh, Ooh, good. It's kind of two parallel plots for a while there. That Well, it starts off with the but horrifying it acts off with, of violence. Well, Ray, it was Ray, nothing, Billy Bob Thornton is Ray and Michael Beach is Pluto, and they're these psychos who rip off a drug dealer. Yeah. There's and nothing these guys love more than killing house full of houses full of low-level yeah. scumbags. Right. They do it. They kill two houses full of low-level scumbags well, they kill, at the beginning. Well, they kill one house full of scumbags, and then they kill another house full of r- like regular people who happen to have a scumbag roommate. Yep. Well, that's got, yeah, that's, and then the, they that's kill, the first and then people like, they kill are like, hey, we're all hanging out, having yeah. fun, and they go in there like, okay, and you're like, oh, no, all these people are dead. But later on, you know, they, they let like 45, 50 minutes go by without killing a house full of scumbags. And they're like, oh, man, I'm really feeling like killing a house full of scumbags. And Pluto's <laughs> like, yes, you're right. And they kill another house full of scumbags. Do they kill three houses full of scumbags? They kill three full houses full of scumbags. There's a high fucking body count in this <laughs> movie. It's people, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but so these opening scenes are very are really fucking brutal. And so this kind of like when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, shit. Well, oh, this is a whole different kind of movie than I thought. Yeah. Because it's really nightmarish. It's not played in the sort of uh, gauzy... A sensationalistic sort of way that a lot of these movies that we cover do. It's mm-hmm. like really just cameras just wa- you know watching this fucking nightmare happen. Yeah. There's a really incredible shot where these uh, low-level scumbags are uh, playing around with like a video camera and they're recording everything. And then apparently, like after the the Pluto and Billy Bob break in there, they they're like watching video of themselves. And so yeah. you see this shot. Ugh. 
of Michael. Oh my god, of Michael Beach like stabbing this woman. Yeah. He puts like a hood over her head and just fucking brutally stabs her. And then the camera slowly pans over to this shot of her recorded earlier yeah, on the camcorder where she's like dancing. dancing around. I, and her like death throws yeah. are kind of mimicking the sort of dance moves that she's. That's and great. you're like fucking hell. What am I in for? The thing is, the thing is, that you just got these. I think these first people aren't even. They're not even all low level scumbags. Like Matt says, like I think some they, of them they don't live even with like a drug dealer. It. Yes, and these guys, and so and that's the all. The drug dealer bought all, a video like the, camera because he's got a bunch of drug money. So like the, yeah, the lady yeah. and the other guy are just like, hey, we're just friends of yours. They're total they collateral don't even have damage. A clue what's happening. Like, and yeah. it's like so. So that's and that's the very beginning of the movie. So you're like, oh, okay. It's it's uh, this movie like it is it is like a you know does fit in our our thing that but it's it's like different than what we normally do. It's more like in cold blood or something. Yeah. Where yeah. It's like you are with and these also the brutal murderers and the ba- the the killers in this are like they're like good good noir villains because they're they're dangerous and kind of dumb yeah oh you know yeah. they're like they're uh-huh. reckless <clears throat> yeah. they're reckless but they think that they're like tough calculating you know bad yeah. dudes but they're just they're just it's killers. like supposedly michael beach has this 150 id uh, iq and is this cold-blooded guy but it's also like who's he gonna get to help him right. i mean like with because his his whole plan is psychotic and insane so like you're only gonna get people like billy bob thornton yeah. to, right. and his junkie girlfriend to come along with you on this fucking yep. thing and they're uh, like they're like they're surprised when the cops know who did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, God oh, damn it! They, how do they know it was us? Are we in trouble for that quintuple homicide that yeah. we did? Yeah. Or well, because then it they is? then they go to another house and kill some other. They kill a, they kill a higher level drug dealer. Yet yeah. more people. Who is more of the? Who is more of us? Uh, like what you'd think of as a drug dealer in this movie, who's in his like his like a print his leopard print bathroom, <laughs> going like, man, what are you fucking doing over here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's got the wall like the hole in the wall full of coke and money and shit. Yeah. It's a terrible place to store your stuff. By yeah. the way. they're gonna find that. <laughs> you put, you put it in the wall. F- you put it in the floor safe. Yeah, in the, in the fucking floor safe. If there's one thing I've learned from movies, it's just <laughs> check the walls. It's in yeah. a hole in a wall somewhere. Coke and money all in the same spot in the wall. I mean, it's not even locked. So you just press the thing and it opens up. <laughs> They'll never check the wall. Uh, but there's a little kid in this in this second house, and they find and they kind of like find this out from like finding a picture that there's a kid, and they, and so they go uh, Fantasia, who is uh, Cinda Williams. Ray goes go fi- go find the fucking kid. Fantasia, go go find the fucking kid and make sure he's not he's not here. Fan- Fantasia's in a very bad place. She's constantly yeah. she's constantly indicating that she's not on board with this like murderousness, but does murder people, and 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 then we'll go like, oh, do you think he's dead? Like, yeah, you shot him in the fucking head. I mean, I think that <laughs> she's I, really gone. I don't, I don't, yeah, that's what, I think that her character. That's what struck me about her performance. I didn't think it was bad. I think that she's just like out, she's so fucking out of it the whole time that like when she shoots that cop later and she's like. Did he, is he dead? You're like, fuck, this lady doesn't even know what she's doing. She just knew that, like, well, we can't get arrested. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this Gotta guy. Stop this from happening. Oops. I'm Should s- I? But she, I'm so, you know? uh, so fucking tweaked out. I yeah. forgot how bullets and life work <laughs> yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but there, but anyways, <laughs> so, so Billy or Michael Beach, maybe, I can't remember, goes like, go find the kid. No, Ray, Billy Bob wants her to find Ray the kid. Wants yeah, her to go find, find the, kid. the kid and kill him. And so she goes, and there's a little kid crying in the back room. Of and, course she can't. And kill of course him. she doesn't kill him because then you wouldn't have your movie. Uh, and so that's so. So you get that. You get a real kind of. I mean, she can't kill him. A wide also. variety of behaviors from this lady. I think lady. she also can't kill him because she's not a fucking psycho like these other two. Yeah. And she and like she <laughs> she thinks of her own little boy. Yeah, she which does. We have find out, which we find out about later. Yeah. And and watching it the second time, like because I was watching it the first time, surprised at like the kind of movie it became. It takes a. It's not like a twist but just to kind of turn into a different sort of thing and uh, and then in watching it this time it's like oh they te- yeah they telegraph well and i think that, that the yeah and i think the movie's more about the about the characters than you think maybe the first time because yeah. you're sort of watching the plot and then when you watch it the second time you're like oh this is all about how these people these people are inevitably going to 
crash into each other yeah. and and I mean you don't know the you don't know the like uh, the secret right. that's a reveal later but when it happens it it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like out of left field no 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 at all and it w- works a lot better the second time but there's a, a secret and a reveal where you kind of find out that it's, there's a larger thing going on and that's where you kind of get down to what this movie does best where like the movie goes to a surprising is like surprisingly honest places where you're like shit <laughs> movie's got it all yeah. right right, right at the very end too yeah, yeah i mean it's it's doing that throughout the movie i think but uh yeah uh, uh so any, so so they've uh, they've killed quite a few people and they're on the uh, run uh, wait, too many people frankly i think too many i think they killed too many people well, we have to have you know <laughs> gotta have some limits yeah and so you, you think got too these many i think just enough but interesting right. that sounds like Gold, goldilocks say. sort of thing well, somebody think they killed too few <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should have killed more people these guys only kill like 14 people in this movie but meanwhile, so they're on the run, and the FBI thinks that they're going to go to Star City, Arkansas. The yeah, they, they find this out via... Via the LAPD. LAPD, right, right. yeah. They find this out via the, the most realistic-looking, like, tech, mm-hmm. like, FBI, or, like, law enforcement tech center you've ever yeah. seen. Because, like, on TV, they'll have, like, a special room, and there'll be, like... Computers touch everywhere. Touchscreen yeah. computers and shit. And this is, like, a little shitty room with, like, yeah. three cruddy TVs, and they're, like... Yeah. And they've like re- kind of reversed and changed the uh, the pitch of the audio on the VA on the uh, camcorder, and then it's like we're going to it Star sounds City. like we're going to Star City. We're going to Star City, Arkansas. Yeah. So they know where they're going. Yeah, and that's where we meet. These, well, we Hurricane. Meet these, we meet these two we cops meet first, Dale. and then we meet Hurricane. We meet yeah, Dale Hurricane Dixon. Yeah, who's the chief of police and in that's, Star that's, City, Arkansas? And that's Paxton, obviously. <laughs> Still Paxton. <Yeah. laughs> he's a he's like a dork for he's like a hillbilly dork for law enforcement. He's he's totally like a uh, he's totally like a like one of the like football players from Friday Night Lights grew up and like yeah. stayed in town. Tim Riggins became, became the sheriff. Became the sheriff or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's like a is Hurricane was that like is is it like a what was the nickname? I forget what the story was. They, they, he doesn't know. That's like oh, okay. I don't know. People around here always call me Hurricane. Okay, I don't so know why. Okay, so there's in the behind. But yeah. he was basically he's like one of those guys that. But was you like, can kind of guess. He's why. like the small town football. And he star thinks he's a cowboy. Time, I mean, he's, he's like just a, like you know he the way he's he dra- shit. He dra- like he meets the L.A. guys and he he like turns his lights on behind him and he like pulls over next to him in the other lane on this two two lane bridge and he's like, hey boys, welcome to Star City. I'll show you a way to the diner. Meanwhile, like a truck's coming at him and he's just like, all right, see ya. And he, you know the tr- and he like just barely you know just barely cuts in front of him there and, and that's just like a normal day for this guy who's like just kind of hot shotting around his town because yeah. he's the you know big fish in a small pond yeah and the lap the la cop guys you could tell her like, that one of them goes like ah shit like yeah. now nah, we got the, no. that oh, scene no. that scene now where they first call him on the guys. phone and he's talking to the la police chief by the way it's, <laughs> on it's john mayen from armageddon the guy who's like go get my goddamn phone book <laughs> yeah, that's, that's him. right um <laughs> anyway get the book get the get book, the book. Get the book. God, love that. Yuck. Anyway, uh, <laughs> love that. Love that. Uh, that scene where he's like, he's he's talking to them on the phone, and he's like, "Well, he sure must be keeping y'all busy over in L.A." And he's right. like, "Uh huh, that's uh, that's <laughs> right." And the black cop and the, his white partner are like looking at each other, going like, "What the fuck is mm. this guy yeah. up to?" Wowie, wow, am I talking to the honest to God LAPD? Honey, well, I'm on a the bucket f- of scorpions and molasses. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, don't bother me right now. I'm talking to I'm the talking LAPD. to the LAPD. <laughs> and I think it went maybe at one point when she when he's talking to the cops over the phone, his wife comes back from like picking up yeah, yeah. food at the restaurant. Yeah, like, and they can hear her going like, "They was out of onion rings. I had to get you tasty, tasty taters. taters." Yeah, and they're like, "He's fuck like, honey, goddamn it, shut the fuck up." <laughs> but I think the movie does a good job of that because it, it is it is like. Like part part of the plot is uh, part of the story is like these cops like him these cops actually will at one point literally talking shit on him while he's while he's in within earshot very awkward um 
It, but like it, it is like that thing where like they're making fun of him and it is heightened a little at the beginning. But you you do realize like oh well he's smarter than they think mm-hmm. and he knows more. He's he's a better cop for what he does. Yeah, they well, wouldn't be able to handle the situation. They wouldn't be able to handle the situation he does. He does. But I, so I think the movie does a great job of going like oh, look at these hicks and these, you're with those cops at first kind of and then you kind of go like oh well you know not really. Yeah. There's okay. There's more nuance to this mm. than well I mean that's, they, that's they, what you think the movie's gonna be. They, and they do come to like a point of mutual actual admiration and respect. You know, he's very likable. Yeah. That's that whole, that whole except, sequence where they're like hanging he, out at his house when he's wildly racist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he drops the. They're like all having a barbecue and everyone get, everyone's drinking way too much. Yeah, and like eating his delicious wife's Arkansas barbecue. His wife is delicious. Arkansas. Yeah. and uh, and then he just casually drops an N word that one of the L.A. guys is a black dude, and yeah. they're all just sort of like. Basically, kind of like not that surprised. Yeah, yeah. But, but everyone, they're like looking at each other like Jesus Christ. Oh. But they're also like, yeah. Well, what do we expect from these fucking hick? Yeah. Right. And uh, and his wife does the like quintessential this this kind of person thing later on. She's like, oh, she apologizes right. to the white cop. Yeah. And then goes, yeah. he just grew up. Yeah. You know what? He it's nothing. He just grew up talking like that is all. And you're like, what kind of excuse is that? I mean, yes. important to note that it he's is, just has talked like that his whole life is all. I mean, important to note that this movie is directed by if you don't know who Carl Franklin is, that he is a black man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and so and, it, and, and you then do, race you do, is extremely prominent issue in this movie. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like like the like just the fact that like uh, Pluto like stands out to the white folks in the South that look at this guy and go, What's this well dressed black guy doing? Right, exactly. Here? You know, so that's like yeah. you know it, it seems it's like a movie it's, that knows what's going on with it's, racism. It's kind of it's kind of a movie about how like this these this, these like issues between these people exist in plain sight mm-hmm. and everybody just kind of acts like it's normal. Yeah. Race and racism seem like kind of a surface issue throughout the movie until about the two-thirds mark where it becomes uh, the whole thing, uh, like very right. prominent before thing the, about what the movie is Before the climax. Because there's stuff where like Billy Bob and uh, and Cinda Williams are like in that convenience store and it's like, you can't, we you know, people are going to be looking at us. It's a, black, it's a yeah. black woman and a white guy together. Right. Like immediately everybody's going to be suspicious and all that sort of stuff. And you're right. like, yeah, the South. Although, although like that's also some, because that's him saying that and then the, the people that are in the convenience store are not there like not the lady, initially the lady suspicious. who the lady who works the convenience store and the and the highway patrolman that are both there wouldn't be suspicious mm-hmm. of these people except that he's going like you gotta fucking act normal yeah yeah and billy bob is is absolutely not acting he's, he's like act fucking normal they're gonna be they're gonna think it's weird that we're a couple and meanwhile if they'd just gone in there and bought shit and left they nobody would have they wouldn't yeah, have thought yeah. anything but they're like they go like those people were acting kind of weird yeah mm-hmm. weren't they acting kind of weird <laughs> that, that that redneck with the ponytail was being the shadiest a human being can possibly be there's a i like that moment in the convenience store where they're buying they're buying the beer and the, the highway Patrolman's like, y'all ain't gonna be drinking them beers while you're driving, and she's like, oh no, they're for later. Oh, oh no, they're and for he later. Just we goes, wouldn't do that. I know, I was just kidding. <laughs> but it's great. What's well, great? That's a great like crime movie trope too, mm-hmm. where they run into law, and they're like over. They, yeah, they're over. They overcorrect. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's like you know that's oh, like it's Fargo stuff. Yeah, you know like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing, uh, nothing going on here. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Um, well, uh, oh, we are bad at this, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's like criminals who are like smarter, maybe, maybe smarter. Well, so one of them is as he's smarter than he thinks he is. I don't know. Yeah. It's like these very Elmore Leonard kind of villains too, where it's like these guys who are very smart. Who are sort of smart, but not, well, one's not brilliant. Smart and one's but also like complete liability. Also well, like also total like total it, like like uh, wild cards where you're like this. It kind of mirrors a relationship between Hurricane and the two cops. You know that yeah. they're these this, these two groups of three people that are clashing constantly and 
right. you know, underestimating or overestimating each other's abilities and intelligence. Well, like 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 Hurricane, they get called to you know go. This guy's like yell, screaming at his wife. A domestic disturbance. A domestic disturbance, Ugh. and uh, and like uh, Hurricane, they show up and the L.A. cops like pull their guns out, and Hurricane's yeah. like whoa whoa, and he goes up there and like gets cut hey, or this punched dude, or this something. This dude is breaking down his his house. No, his he, gets, he gets pushed, pushed, into, a pushed into a window, but he's all like, it's okay. Oh, you know, it's fine. And he like I'm he, out like, here two three times a week. It's yeah, a, it's a preposterously hammered hillbilly dude <laughs> who's taking an axe to the door of his house where his wife's yeah. like you can't come in here till y'all sober up you let out drinking all night last night and you know rightfully it is quite you know the the la guys are like he's a- literally axing a door down that's pretty scary stuff yeah. and he's like no 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 this happens all the time yeah. and then his wife's like he just need you know sober up i'll take him to church he'll be fine yeah this happens every fucking day this is how it is and you're like god damn i don't like i don't not believe that stuff <laughs> that though because sucks. billy bob's from there like yeah. I, the, the, oh, when he's writing, totally fine like all that sh- like me, it's the yeah. same when we did the gift and there's like shit like that where you go yeah, like yeah. you know he knew a guy that was like this keanu reeves oh yeah character. billy bob is from uh from arkansas <laughs> like, so. like they, they seem they seem heightened a little in this in these movies kind of but you go like i don't know probably I, I also i also <laughs> think that like you're lo- you're not looking at that scene through hurricane's point of view you're looking at it from the two uh-huh. cops point of view just like you're kind of seeing the scene uh where where he goes and talks to uh the one it's which it's like the, somebody's uncle or whatever that he's he's talking it's to. It's Ray's uncle. It's Ray's yeah. uncle, Ray's and he's uncle. like, hey, that's, that that's my sister's there. boy. And he yeah. just he, the guy is deaf and he can't hear. And he's feeding his chickens. He's like, it's hot as fuck out here afternoon. I gotta feed these chickens. And <laughs> you know, Bill Paxton just is just fed up with it. They keep going. Have you have you heard from Ray? And he's like, of mm-hmm. course I heard of Ray. He's my new he's good my sister's boy. <laughs> I heard of my own kin. So it was just like being in a room with you. That's exactly so, how you are. Oh no! Come on, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, like a lot of this movie is just Bill Paxton navigating these city folk through this uh, horror, this unfathomable nightmare that is Star- the Sisyphean labyrinth of it's Star like, City, Arkansas. You gotta hand it to Billy Bob and his script that he doesn't really, he doesn't exactly <laughs> make Arkansas look all that great. <laughs> it, it seems like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like it is what it is for the people that yeah, live there. It sure does. I get. I get yeah, I don't, I don't think know. I'd thrive there. Uh, I don't think anybody's Travis thriving sir, there. Travis clearly wouldn't. No, clearly not. <laughs> well, I'd be looking up for my uh, Dostoevsky novels, wearing my wearing a scarf and my <laughs> bifocals. Corn I mean, cop I pipe. oh oh no, <laughs> smoke a corn corn cob. Yeah, pipe. I guess I, I felt like nice, it, I guess a I felt nice like ivory it was pipe, a, a meerschaum pipe, real ivory. That's real elephant ivory too. That's real ivory. You like. <laughs> I am only smoking the finest cannabis out of this pipe, you hillbillies. And you'd be living out in Star City, Arkansas, grinding up merits and putting that in your pipe. <laughs> I got this marijuana from Seth Rogen, I'll have you know. House plant weed for me. I uh, I don't know. I think it's it's a it's a. Pr- Presentation. It, it, it strikes me as a very realistic a presentation of this of this city. Oh, I think. Yeah, I don't sure. think it's a caricature at all. Whether or not you think it's a nightmare is depends on how much how long you've spent in towns like that. I right. Guess, yeah. Where you're like, that's what it's like. Because I mean, they're in the cafe. I don't know. It doesn't it's, feel like it a cartoon. It is what it's like, but I, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just co- totally going off script here. It is what it's like, but I feel like a lot of reason is what it's like is because there people go, that's what it's like, and you're like, I don't know if it should be like this. Oh that well, guy was maybe not. Down his wife's Prob- fucking front door. Probably not. Yeah. That said. 
said. That's that's a that's depiction what, is not endorsement. And, and the and yes. the and the whole the point of the scene isn't like this place is a nightmare. The point of it is sort of like oh look at how this guy handles these situations. It's mm-hmm. like you know these yeah. these LA cops are ready to just blow this guy away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like put down the axe, and then they were gonna shoot him in the back of the head or whatever. And nobody says anything, but you do have a feeling that maybe if it was a black guy taking an axe to a, a door, he might be handling the situation a little bit possibly. Differently. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe that, that doesn't quite come up. It, that, that movie doesn't handle race quite in that way, but uh, no. we get to it. Yeah, we definitely get to. Well, it. I mean, so these two stories are happening where the cops are basically like they're they're waiting they're gonna you know stake out Ray's uncle's house because they're like they say Star City so they're probably coming here. Uh, meanwhile, they don't know about this person Fantasia at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. They just know Ray, and I think they've connected him to Pluto. Mm-hmm. Yes, they know and Ray so they and know Pluto. Ray and Pluto, but I don't think they know about Fantasia. Or if they do, they don't know who she actually is because well, that's not a real name, right? Um, so and who also who also it turns out is from, from Star, Star City. City. Uh, but so these two, so these two parallel stories are happening. And meanwhile, after they go to the convenience store, there's, uh, they're the 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 highway patrolman is like, that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, he's 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 just out on the highway, his highway patrol, and he sees them, and they have, it's like a something's weird with their license plate or something. Because mm-hmm. I think they said they're from, L. A. But they have like, Nevada license plate or something. Anyway, yeah. he pulls them over for to just kind of because he's like, sus- it's suspicious, and that leads to him getting shot. Yeah, Michael Beach is like, be cool, Ray, be cool. He's like, I can't, I'm physically incapable of being cool. <laughs> I, I say, I That's say, not my I deal. say, <laughs> oh, uh, hey, we get a whole bucket of big. Hey, motherfucker, have you looked at me? I am not cool. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he like, Billy, have you seen me? And the cop just kind of pulls him over. He's like, where are you going or whatever. And Billy Bob is just immediately fucking immediately sandbags. He's like, what the fuck you pull us over for? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, get out of the car. So the and two then... guys are out of the car with their hands on the hood, on the you know trunk or whatever, and then uh, Fantasia blows the blows the cop away. Is he is he dead? Is Do you he think dead? he's dead? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. I'm dead. pretty sure he's fucking I'm sure dead. He's fucking dead. <laughs> I think he says that. Yep, I'm pretty sure he's fucking dead. It's great. And they drive away, and uh, then and so you got the you know the cops have been there waiting for him, and then they finally arrive. Or actually, well, no, she kind of leaves Lila them. Lila splits no, they and drop, takes their money. Yeah, Fantasia, aka Lila. They drop her off first because he's like. Well, let's. She's like, I want to stop there, and they're like, you can just pick me up on the way or whatever. Mm-hmm. She um, actually, she actually like ditches them with uh, some of their money. She well, takes a bunch he of their money. gives her the money, I think, as like a collateral or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, because 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 when it comes up again, he's not like she stole the money. Billy Bob's like, I gave her the money, and Pluto's like, you gave her the fucking money because Pluto was like going like, give me my share, I'm gonna split. Yeah. yeah. And so then he and then so I and then he's just like. So then, so then Pluto's like, well, we have to go to fucking Star City now. Yeah. Even though he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So we have, okay, we have to go there fucking now. Meanwhile, she gets dropped off there, and that's kind of where the two the two stories sort of converge yeah. with each other. So Bill Paxton goes to Fantasia slash Lila's uh, mom's house because mm-hmm. he they, they've kind of figured out that she's in a, that she's involved yeah. somehow. They don't maybe know exactly how, but they think that she's maybe part of the gang. Yeah. And that's when this little kid comes running out. The, co- who, the LA fan- cops, the, yeah, and they're they're all there, and the little kid comes running out, and Bill, pa- you know, Bill Paxton doesn't know for sure, but just, just kind of like sees this kid and is like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh, hey, old boy, because <laughs> the kid is the let's just say the right age, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and uh, and the LA cops are like, oh, who's this? And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's Lila's boy. And mm-hmm. Bill Paxton is kind of giving this kid like a little bit of a side eye the whole scene. You're yep. like, what's, uh, what's up with it? It's a little, oh, it's boy. it's subtle. If you if you've seen it before. You see it. You pick up on it a but lot But I think if you, if you haven't seen it before, you might, yeah, it, yeah. it might just be like, Bill Paxton's being weird around these people because maybe there's something going on. There mm-hmm. is something going on, but like you don't know what Very at that much point. So. I like the part where the other cop is talking to the little kid and 
the little kid is like, you know, he's like repeating what what oh, the brother right, right. what the brother told him about his alibi. Like, have you seen your sister? No. Have you? Did your daddy go out, or did, you, or did he go out did with you? With you the, did he take you to see a lady see last a lady? night? No. Did he tell you to say no? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this is like it, pretend? pretend? Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's, it's really, really good. good. I like the yeah. L.A. cops a lot. They're both yeah. really great. One of them is uh, Dexter's boss. I don't know. I, rec- I yeah. He's not Dexter's. He's Dexter's like. He's like the captain. Oh, I don't Dexter. remember. Before the lady becomes captain, does yeah. Dexter murder him too? Because he murders her in like Probably. the finale or something. I have to watch Dexter. All he killed again. her. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, that was a joke. <laughs> well, I gotta watch Dexter no, you do all because, the way you do through. Before the new, the new ones come out. Oh, God, oh yeah, gotta break. catch up. The world's terrible. Okay, yeah. uh, uh, but like, so yeah, so they're so she Fantasia comes to town and her brother put they go to like this old this other cabin this mm-hmm. like fishing cabin or whatever and she's he, she's like wait there. And I'm gonna bring you. I'll bring your son to see you. So yeah. she's she's like hiding out over there because um, the cops are because the cops are literally looking for her. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. They've got they've ended up at her at her house, and so then I then it kind of I mean Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton fang, finds put, out puts it all together. But he he the cops are asking him, and he he cuts the L.A. cops out of this. I think partly because he's like personal at this point, but also because there's a scene a really very sad scene where the two cops are like in the cafe talking shit about him mm-hmm. like man this guy Ugh. imagine this guy in fucking LA and they're like and Bill Paxton kind of walks in and it's that kind of scene that could be you that could be bad it could be a bad scene that seems ham-fisted but yeah, it like works it, works, it works really well here because it's all kind of from one shot and you just see Bill Paxton in the background and he walks in and doesn't say anything and he's and like he's talking and then when he starts talking he's talking to the waitress or whatever mm-hmm. and, the, and the two cops are just like oh <laughs> shit he heard us and they're like hey look that's not what it sounds like and he's like no it's cool hey, hey man, it's, it's all fine. it's all good let's go i found Sorry, it. I, I brought got, it up i found a clue it's okay don't worry about it and you're like this guy's feelings have never been so hurt in his entire <laughs> life and he is playing it off like it's yeah, nothing he, he kind of does idolize those two he, guys he wants to be in the big show he wants to move out to la and be a cop this is i find this to be somewhat that'd ridiculous. be a good show i'd watch that show though. Like, dale We're, dixon is now u.s marshal he's <laughs> you working imagine in LA. that guy in it's LA? like coogan's bluff but but I think just the idea that these LA cop they're just they're not FBI they're just L- LAPD right and it's like can you imagine a racist uh, Southern white dude being a cop in LA I'm like absolutely I can hundred percent well like half your half your fucking cops that's there. how I imagine them anyways what are you talking about he'd do fine I mean it works as drama for the movie yes it's, I, it's just kind of weird yeah I think that that's what I mean I think the scene is played well that it you, you gotta know, have a Harvard education to be in the <laughs> LAPD what, I, I just what? I think the scene works in this in where it like had been done a little differently could be like a yeah. terrible scene but i think it works it feels natural and bill paxton's just which, really good in the in the movie so. which is a testament to the writing and the the directing and the and the act bill paxton is fantastic in it too especially when he's all no it's cool i heard you saying that i suck but let's go yeah. <laughs> there's also a part where, where just one of the cops just randomly just like being just fuck just goofing around they they're i think they may see a picture of uh, fantasia or something like that and go like hey did you ever take a shot at her you know like yeah. did you ever hook up with her and Bill Paxton goes, no, what are you talking about? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> he like re- he really overreacts, and they're like, Jesus, all right, we're just hmm, kidding. What the fuck? On? What the fuck's going on there? And, uh, Is something going on there? Bill something, Paxton, something was. Bill Paxton goes off on his own, and he finds out that she's there, and he goes to the house where Fantasia is and confronts her. 
Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of reveals. This is where we find out <laughs> what's going on yeah. in the movie. And meanwhile, Ray and Pluto are still heading towards mm-hmm. there. Oh, Bill Paxton has, uh, has told the LAPD guys, like, yeah, I knew her. I picked her up for shoplifting one time when she yeah. was, like, 17. And, you know, tried to straighten her out. I don't know. That's it. That's all there is to that story, for that's sure. It. That's the, the end of the story. story. Goodbye. Yep, that's all I know. That's all I know. Goodbye. And he runs away. He runs over. like, car door slams. <laughs> so something's up, well, that was and uh, and so when he finally confronts her, you know, we find out the whole deal, and it's just like the boy, that's our baby boy, Hurricane, and uh, I, you know, it's you know, she's you don't even want to say hi to your boy. This this like, stuff oh. is pretty amazing because they're Have some their, cake. Their <laughs> yeah. interaction interactions are very strange. Yeah, because she's both like. Possibly willing to kill him to get out of the situation, but also trying to seduce him, and also kind of trying to play to his his uh well, you know she's, she's only it she's, is literally she's is got a limited kid. she's got a limited skill set with which to manipulate him to try yeah. to extricate herself from this situation. Yeah. Yep. And and, uh, and also that is his son. Mm-hmm. It really is his son. And she's and like, I was a virgin when you met me, and you fucked a seventeen year old. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. And Ooh. and Bill Paxton is very uncomfortable. He goes, with all. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls his tie. His steam comes out of it. His bolo tie. Pretty yeah. bad. And you don't find out really anything. You don't find like the, the, nobody gives a monologue about the details of their relationship. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not, not savory. It's not great what she's saying. No. Well, she has this really amazing line in it because she's she's really playing and rightfully so, really playing on the, 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 the I don't know if guilt trips even this more than that. <laughs> it yeah. just, he literally fucked a seventeen year old. Yeah, she <laughs> says you didn't have the legal authority to fuck me when I was seventeen years old, and and she was a virgin. And it's his kid, and yeah. but she and, but then it, but then at one point this 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 is like a amazing line, but she goes because I looked kind of white because she's uh, yeah, yeah. she's a multi. Uh, uh, racial She's background. Her dad was their, her, her, her dad. Yes, her that's right. Her and her brother's dad was white. She's and he like, left too. Mm-hmm. It was like a similar situation. Yeah. And she goes, because I looked kind of white, you figured you could fuck me. What the hell? But because I was kind of black, you figured you could dump me. What the hell? Yeah. And you're like, Yikes. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right. And this is what's great about this movie too is that it's like these two. It's like the cops are. It's like. It's like you're watching a like just a po- procedural sort of like you're watching like a true crime it's like thing. Where it's like here's here's the criminals did you their take thing. Take six here's people, the cops. put them in a town, <laughs> and now you know what happens when people stop being polite oh, and start, start getting, getting real. Getting real. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I mean, because it's like these. Oh, here's the crooks. Here's the cops, and then they throw this in the end, and you go, oh shit, there's a lot more to this than mm-hmm. uh, than we thought. Mm-hmm. But it does, the fact that it doesn't come off as some sort of. Uh, cheap or unearned melodrama or something is just a credit to everyone who made this movie. The fact that when it happens, it's like... It feels crucial. It feels yeah. like, that. oh, that's what the movie's it about. It feels like, yep. but, 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 but I mean, but it could be, it's yeah. like the kind of, it's again the kind of reveal and the kind of thing that could be like, like, wait, what? Like, I don't know, it seems like there's a way that could be revealed in, I'm sure it has been in movies we've done on this right. podcast where there's a reveal and you go, what? what the, where the fuck did that come from? And now I'm expected to care? Right, and in this one you, like, only care, and yeah. you're like, oh shit, and you just, like, kind of where you realize, I didn't know how much I cared, and then you're kind of like, fuck. Well, this is because then, well. then you're like, well, there's still some time left in this movie, yeah. and those guys, those bad guys, still haven't gotten here. Uh oh. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it works. It works on every level too, because Bill, you've you've come to kind of love Bill Paxton, yeah. but you've also been given all these uh, kind of breadcrumbs about the race race relations in the movie and like what kind of cop he is and this and that. And then and it, you, as much as you like him, this dude, as in his authority mm-hmm. as a police officer, fucked a seventeen year old mm-hmm. girl that he had arrested for shoplifting. I mean, that's fucking twisted, like ex- beyond unethical type stuff. Yeah. And, and he has to sit with that, and the audience has to sit with that. It just kind of becomes a whole different. It really just opens up the movie even well, it more. Gives you it's more, already been a good movie. Yeah, it gives you more depth to her character. Yeah, it gives you. It, it lets you. I mean, I feel like there's at that at that scene, there's more empathy towards her character all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, whereas before there was, she was clearly the one of the bad guys who was the good one, but she also shoots a cop. Oh, right? she's a total. But murderer. she's but she's not like knifing people to death, and she's like, I can't kill a kid. Right. So you know, there you are like with her. But at the same time, and then when this happens, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to see her get shot in the head. Yeah. That's too bad. Well, <laughs> and Bill, Bill Paxton's basically, you know, she, she she has this cake that she got that was for her her kid's birthday party. I like this scene where she keeps cutting small pieces of cake and holding it in her hand and going, want some cake? Yeah. You're like, yeah. gross. We celebrated all of his birthdays at once. <laughs> here, here, just eat the cake. Oof. And then at one kid's point. still young. He's like four. He's four or five, or yeah. One time, at one point, she tries to blow him, and he's like, what are you doing? Get out of there. Come on now. Yeah. And, uh. And then, and then he ba- they basically come to a thing where it's just like, get out of here, Fantasia. You go. I'll deal with this. And uh, and but that's the exact moment, basically, that the Billy Bob and uh, well, he's like, get them to come in here, and I'll get them. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. And she's Boy, and she's this, also this I think plan is really like, goes... you don't know these guys, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's a bad plan. Um, but it's it's a great scene. Then, but I mean, the the showdown at the end of like happens very quickly is great too. Yeah. To- where, like, totally foobar. Where she goes outside and then. Well, well, he, he, shoots, he, he she kind of goes Dale into the she, she goes outside and is like, come on, no, just come on. I got to get my stuff. I, I got to pack. Get- <laughs> I got to pack. And he goes, all you got to do is your fucking purse. What do you got to pack? <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> he's right. He's what do you mean pack? He's, <laughs> not, he's not wrong. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you, were here, you were in. here for a one night. <laughs> just come on in. It ain't a trap. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Bill, she's, she's kind of like in the back of the house and Bill Paxton's like hiding behind a door. And this isn't the most, ex- the best executed plan or anything. No, so, not really. So like Ray comes in there and Bill, Bill Paxton just pops out he goes freeze come back yeah <laughs> and then uh and then he he's like gets in, in a firefight with with ray and then she kind of like comes running you don't run towards the bullets this is a well bad he move. shoots pluto first oh, does he shoot pluto first he kills pluto pretty much right away well and he then, shoots pluto yeah he well he shoots pluto, pluto. Like stumbles. pluto later on comes like staggering out and just dies and yeah. then but then billy bob running away first he fires a fire he gets shot in the in the stomach by by hurricane and, and he fires a wild shot and shoots lila in the head in yeah the head. It's so very she just hits the ground like a sack bam yeah. done and then dale shoots him one more time and he falls he shoots him in the ass yeah and he <laughs> falls over he collapses then tries to he tries to turn over and shoot him again and dale finally kills him and he dale's been shot at this point dale's too. been shot yeah so he's pretty he's pretty fucked up shot in the shoulder and in the stomach yeah and, and then the cop the la cops meanwhile had figured out they're having <clears> the, <throat> the kid uh guide yeah. them to the house mm-hmm. like but they figured they figured out with your he, mom they figured out basically that like i don't know if they figured out the his connection to hurricane but they figured out like oh shit yeah this is where it's going down, and then this, so they're going there yeah yeah they and then they show up uh you know just just a little a, bit late a little bit late a little bit too late. hurricanes laying in the road yeah well, that's a great bleeding. ending Bleeding, and they go. They go to. They go to take care of the guy. He got him, or whatever. And the little kid comes over to him. 
what are you doing? Are you hurt? Are you yeah. hurt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty hurt. I'm pretty hurt. It's there, a great, that, that last sequence, that last scene. He's like, why don't you just stay with here? Stay with me. Yeah, he's going, where's my mom? And she's, he's like, she's over there. And he's, well, he says, where's the lady? Because I don't think he knows. She hasn't been around. She doesn't know that it's his mom. She's over there somewhere. She's like, he starts to walk over. He's like, maybe you should just stay here with me. Yeah. What's your name and stuff? It's like, what do you do with those keys? And it's just making weird. Oh, man's a great line. He goes, "What do you do with those keys?" He's like, "I lock stuff up." Lock stuff up. Kid doesn't know the deal with any of it, but he's just like yeah. he's hanging with his son, and seems kind of. I mean, we don't find out credits roll, but it does sort of seem like he's gonna die. I guess we don't know for sure. I always, I always feel like it ends with it ends yeah. with him like he's gonna have to take care of this kid and confess oh, you the think world. So? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't always, think he's gonna die. I don't think he's gonna die, but I, I do like that. What I love about that last scene too is because it's so many things going on mm-hmm. with that little conversation with that. Kid kid that's like that's like great movie making where you're just like man you built this story so that when it when this guy is talking to this little kid and saying not a whole lot to him you're he's so, saying the world though, so yeah. many things are happening yeah, like yeah. he's like where's that lady and it's like that lady's your mom and she got shot in the head yeah. and this guy's your dad and you don't know that and he's <laughs> and he's conf- and he's conflicted about everything and he's dying and he's just trying to it's like yeah. man there's so much going on he's trying to keep you from going to see this I mean, first of all, you shouldn't go over there and see a dead lady anyway. Sure. He should probably keep him away from there regardless of his relationship to this person. Yeah. But maybe that little kid shouldn't see all these guys who just got shot to death. Yeah, it's a real nightmare. <laughs> but it's classic. Like, when the kid first comes up to him, too, it's classic little kid shit. He goes, are you dead, mister? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, not not yet. But he is not laying there yet, looking dead. I don't know. <laughs> God. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's, that's one false move. Bill Paxton's man, it's Bill Paxton's first like big you know lead role too. Yeah, yeah. Because that came out the same time, the same year as the the next movie we're gonna talk about. So. Yeah, uh, this is this uh the Billy Bob Thornton is constantly saying uh, preposterous, uh, <laughs> disgusting things. <laughs> I just like this one right here when they first find out that uh, uh, shockingly they are in trouble for murdering so many people. And uh, and that they, they they know who they are. And at one point, he's uh, Ray, <laughs> Ray says to Pluto, he's like, they know my face, my name, probably how long my fucking dick is. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> this is great stuff. Him, and, Tom Epperson was his co-writer in this and The Gift, and I can't remember. I don't think they wrote Sling Blade together. All but the Pretty Horses, maybe. Yeah, yeah, All the Pretty Horses. But there's I don't know. There's a great period there. Have a Snyder where, cut of that. There's a great <laughs> period there where Billy Bob's script was writing a ton of stuff, and I, mm-hmm. I like I like his writing a lot. <laughs> Here's a this is a really funny one where uh, where like someone is talking to Hurricane in the in the uh, restaurant I think or something like that and he and Hurricane is a little distracted as, oh, he, yeah. as he often is and uh, <laughs> and he's like hey how's Earl and then he had his gallbladder taken out yesterday and he goes good for him <laughs> good for him <laughs> and just leaves <laughs> okay well that's a, that's a great like a, a gag that happens like a couple times where where he's like. They like haven't even started on their meal or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. The guy comes in and goes like, "Hey, so you know, we're, we got the address for that guy." He goes, "All right, boys, let's go." And he leaves, and then they're like, "Is he for real?" And the uh, his yeah. like deputy goes like, "Oh yeah, he's gone." He's like, "Goes, I haven't finished, I haven't finished a meal since I became since he became sheriff Ugh. or whatever." Like that he's I like always forgive. And then the the waitress is like, "He left me ten dollars on a fifteen dollar plate." He left me ten dollars. <laughs> okay, it's twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it on my tab. Put it on my tab. I'm out of here. Uh, this is a funny scene where he's kind of, or Bill uh, Bill Paxton's kind of fighting with his wife, and this is this is after the kind of like awkward scene. So he maybe is feeling a little, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a little, you know, down in the dumps about himself or something like that. And he's like, "I'm just gonna go do a stakeout with them L.A. boys or whatever." And she's like, "Ah, you sure you want to do that? Or what? maybe you should stay here tonight or something like that." And he goes, "Hey, just because I'm not from L.A. doesn't mean I can't watch a goddamn house." Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he's have, he has some issues with. Uh, he's conflicted. You know, yeah, some issues about not being about not being a, a cool tough guy. L.A. Yeah. inferiority cop. complex. Inferiority complex. Yeah. yeah. The for, they're forgotten people. I mean, he's in the used South. to being the cool guy. He's used to being the the big fish. He's the big yep. fish. Yeah. So we think he lived long enough to vote for Trump. Then, <laughs> <laughs> at least J- at least J- uh, George George W. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. He doesn't strike me as a Clinton Arkansas Democrat. <laughs> nope, no. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, ratings, uh, four Juds or sorry, yeah, four Juds. Yeah, I'm gonna give it like one and a half Douglases. There isn't a lot of sex or anything in this, but the implications are are there. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, it's, it's just an airtight little movie. I've loved it since I saw it when it came out on VHS, like you know, however many fucking what, yeah. almost thirty years ago now. Yeah. So yeah, it's just amazing. Every I, I've watched this like every two or three years ever oh, wow. since. You know, it's just like a great movie. Uh, so yeah, about one and a half Douglases for for all the implied uh, disgusting sexual behavior, and uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, 10 out of 10 cases of cores that these guys must have gone through <laughs> at that barbecue. Seriously. <laughs> they're all just, they're all, a lot they're of it, a lot of it is they're just drinking hammer drunk. straight up booze too. It's yeah. cores and bush mills. Yeah. God damn. One of, the, one of the LAPD guys comes back into the house to grab another bottle of booze and she's like, hey, That's maybe, a great maybe scene. you've drank enough. And he's like, puts the bottle down. She, uh, right, she doesn't fine. say that to him at all. She says like some she's, totally she other stuff. It. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll put the booze that, away. That scene's great because it's like, to- We've all totally been at that party or that situation where, because Bill Paxton, because they're like, we should probably go. And he's like, like no. oh, well, you're leaving now. And he, like, doesn't, you're like, this guy doesn't seem like he's even fucking drunk at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is, but you're like, this guy could, you're like, this guy's like, oh, God, we're gonna, I thought we were gonna, we was gonna party all night. You guys are leaving? Okay. <laughs> and they're like, and then they're the next day, they're like in bad shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half. I think this is a really great movie, um, but there's just like watching it the second time. There was like parts of it that were got like, a little slow or a little clunky. I mean, yeah. it, it is. I think this is a movie that that does it a hell of a lot with a very little for the very. It's obviously a very low budget movie. Of all the like indie road movie noirs that we've done, yeah, and we've done a few. Yeah, this one's I think the most accomplished and successful. It's just so much more on its mind yeah. than most movies like this. Um, but there's, you know, it's almost two hours long, and it may, might not have enough story to fill that out. There's, there's, there's parts of it that I found a little slow this time. But yeah. I mean, on the whole, once it makes that its turn and like it, you know, it's a thoughtful and interesting yeah. movie, and super fuck, super fucking violent yeah. too. <laughs> so yeah. You gotta love that. I'm actually gonna give it two Douglases just okay. because there is a scene where Billy Bob Thornton is making out with Cinda Williams, yeah. and it is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where they're in the Ugh. hotel. Yeah, that we didn't. Where it's like very like. Yeah. he's like he's using a lot of tongue, and you're just like God. I think the most disgusting part of that that whole sequence in the movie is when they're in the motel room, and she's like, she's doing a couple lines of blow with a towel wrapped in a towel, and he's like, put some fucking clothes on. But he's just danging on this bucket of chicken, and it is just horrifying, (laughs) nasty. (laughs) Just, I mean, he's like eating it with his front teeth stuck out, you know, like just munching on these chicken wings. I don't care for it. She has a. It's like the line. beginning of Fistful of Dynamite when all those people are eating close-ups, eating Gross. their food. It's, <laughs> ugh, it's horrible. That movie is so disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely repugnant film. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's this. 
her there's a throwaway line that she, that uh, she makes at one point where it's like I got the only reason I got involved with you guys is so I could get get home to my folks and you're like this was the absolute worst plan yeah. that you could have ever you know you couldn't have just <laughs> got a greyhound ticket or something Seriously. like that I, I, the only thing I could do was get involved with the two most loathsome disgusting human beings imaginable yeah uh, it's gross she's reaching uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten small slices of hand cake. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm giving it four and a half juds. Damn, almost five, but I don't like some of the '90s fashions. So <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, so I, Michael Beach's clothes are pretty amusing. <laughs> he's such I a bitch. It is. He looks like he belongs <laughs> in like uh, what's the like like but a I music mean, video. But I mean, it yeah, is, and they're too big too. It's kind of that. Well, ni- that was that, the fashion. That was the '90s fashion. fit, which is really awful. It was, it, I'm not saying the fashions are wrong. I'm yeah. saying that it was the fashions of the time, and yeah. I go like, oh, this is this is 1992 mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, uh, he looks like he belongs in Color Me Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hundred percent color me bad outfit. Um, uh, so yeah, but so I'm going four and a half. I think this movie is great. This movie's close to. I think it's. I never think this movie stops at all. I think it's like one of those movies where like every scene seems to inform the next, and every every scene, everything. When you get to the end of the movie, it's like everything in the movie has added up yeah, to yeah. this. It's, I don't know. It's got like six there's Mikey Amagita scenes. Yeah, there's like an inevitable. <laughs> like I keep saying, there's like an inevitability to this movie yeah, where it's yeah. just like. How else could this have ended? But like, fuck, and it just—it's like this. It's like a—it's a tra- it's a tragedy. It's like an American, you know, tragedy. Mm-hmm. This whole thing—it's great. Shakespearean, really. It, it, I mean, it is. It has. It even has like you know. It has know, the end secret, of Hamlet. Secret kids and shit. Secret yeah, yeah. kids, like, all that shit. But but like done in a, but in like the not that milieu or not like in a pretentious way. That's like we're yeah. doing Shakespeare, but in America, it's right, like. Right. But it is very much like that. And and Thornton's writing his his scripts are like that. They are like these like yeah. you know gothic. Uh, a little bit of opera. Yeah. Just like, got you the know. Tra- kind of tragic, tormented character who's just been seeing nothing but abuse and then just gets their fucking brains blown out at the end. Yeah. yeah. God Jesus damn. Christ. Uh, and I guess I'll go, yeah, I'll go one and a half Judds. It's just because it's gross. Douglas. Douglas's. Douglas's, sorry. Because it's gross or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, the implications of Billy Bob's what, uh, Bill tongue Paxton's just slipping in and out of a done. woman's mouth is a very hard thing. <laughs> Hard thing to watch. Yeah, no one wants to see that. No, no, no. Isn't it wild that like, like you know, for a few years, like Billy Bob was like a hot dude. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, this is this is before he kind of pulled himself together a little bit. Right. He's very gross well, looking in this. It's what's cool. And he's chewing on her lips like a couple French fried potatoes. What I like, tasty taters. Tasty taters. Billy Bob's kind of great because he can he can look like just a normal guy who's like not not like a, not like I wouldn't say like. Uh, I wouldn't go like he's the most attractive guy on the planet, but like a good, I look, would. a good looking dude, you right. know, like norm, a normal looking guy. And in two of these movies that we're doing today, Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> does the opposite of that. <laughs> he is a weird looking dude in Simple Plan, also. But I mean, on um, the spectrum, of, I mean, Billy Bob Thornton is a guy who can play uh, the most, the most buck tooth. Backwoods yeah. yokel, and then he can also play the guy who runs NASA in Armageddon. And you, it's one hundred percent believable. That shit is. That's what we're talking about because yeah. I knew Billy Bob like a lot of people. Uh, I, I'm sure I'd seen him in other stuff, but just you know, never picked Blade. up on Sling Blade, it. Yeah. But he became famous from Sling Blade, and we all know what he looked like in that. Right. And then I was told he was in Armageddon, and I watched that movie and was like, <laughs> "Who was Billy Bob Thornton in that?" And you're like that fucking. I did guy? not. And then I re- realized who it was the second time. Yeah. He gets the he gets the one f bomb in that movie. Oh, nice <laughs> that fucking asteroid! God damn it! He's like, this is a terrible. Plan you fucking know it. <laughs> All right, he's right. Uh, and uh, oh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, seven unfinished meals at that cafe. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't count how many there were actually, but there were at least there were at least four unfinished meals. It's sad too. From what I can gather, that food was really good. Oh my god, it looked, it looked good. It yeah. looked yeah. good. Just like fucking you know, stuff's great, but it's like lead. Greasy boom. diner food. 
greasy diner food. Yeah. So I don't know. I think this movie one false move. Watch one it. False move. One false move. Definitely. Yeah. Next. Sure. Speaking of greasy, <laughs> there's a lot, there's some Ugh. greasy stuff. In let's this. get let's get this over with. <laughs> 1992's The Vagrant. This next property is very well suited to your particular needs, Mr. Krakowski. He saw it. This house speaks to me. It says potential. He loved it. Well, I could even think about putting in a hot tub or maybe even a lanai. A lanai, wow. He bought it. Owning a house is okay, but you're going to get an ulcer making the payments. How'd you like to see yourself promoted? Mr. Feemster, I, I certainly wouldn't mind that. And how'd you like to see yourself fired? I wouldn't like that at all, sir. <laughs> but now... Ah! He's starting to lose it. 911 emergency. I I'd like to report a, a dangerous vagrant. There's just one problem with Graham Krakowski's new home. He's not home alone. Yeah! From director Chris Wallace, who is like the production, not the production designer. He this did like a lot of creature design. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> he did a lot of creature design. He designed the fly, the, the, the gremlin. He's a huge special effects man. Yeah. He also directed the fly too. Yep. The uh, the Eric Stoltz overrated one. by some, underrated by most. Fly too. It's totally I'd worth, go right down the middle. Totally it's worth, totally checking, worth out. checking out. But yep. like, if you hear people like like going like, it's gr it's a great, it's a secret great movie. That's not true. It's Who's not the girl great. in that? Is it Daphne Zuniga? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Jeez. but it's yeah. pretty From good. Space bull. There's a very sad, uh, she sad, look sad monster dog in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we're not talking about the fly. No, we're talking, about the, we're talking about the fucking vagrant. The vagrant. Uh, a movie. Uh, a movie that for the first half I was just kind of like, this is straight up not one of our movies. Like yeah. it kind of actually does become one by the end. Yeah, yeah. Which is another that's part of the why, problems yeah. with this movie. That's why I felt like it could become that that it would fit because it is. No, I'm, it, I'm it glad we did it. It technically does fit and it works and it's just like, but it's it's mostly like this weird this weird uh, heightened dark. Dark comedy that has absolutely no coherent point of view about anything. It seems like it's going that, like, to. I mean, it doesn't. It's essentially like a part of part of what I kept thinking about while I was watching it is it's like a feature length version of this sketch Travis and I did years ago <laughs> called Disturbula. <laughs> oh, I, wow. oh yeah, I played this character that was like a Dracula that would turn the faucet on and make it yeah, drip just and annoyances it was driving them insane. This couple insane, and I kept thinking about there is a scene where the faucet's dripping in this, and I kept thinking like this is like Disturbula because <laughs> because. And the monster, the guy in it is actually a guy later on, but like it's like this phantom character that's right. like, no, I swear to God, there's, there's this vagrant that keeps bugging me and messing my life up. <laughs> the first half of the movie, it's I, I couldn't believe that they even tried to go that way with like maybe he's imagining the vagrant because like he gets arrested in like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Like, I think he's totally we know there. he's really a guy. I think that they're going. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that maybe they're just trying to think that he's projecting that that's, this guy. That's, is, I think that's what the idea is that they're going like is that they're going like yeah we know there's a vagrant and we arrested him because he because you because he urinated because you, you don't like homeless people but like he's right. not doing all this stuff. Yeah, and the for the longest the time you're like so is this movie like a satire about this like American consumerist like. Right. I don't like about, homeless people, or, or just like, about like the nightmare of home ownership or whatever. Right, like, but then no, at the end, it's it's a whole other stupid fucking that. dumb thing. <laughs> it actually like I, I did, didn't <laughs> didn't like this movie from the start to the finish, but like it does sort of seem like in the first third that it's gonna, that it's it is going for that sort of thing. Right, and I thought it could have just as easily have been like the first third could have been called NIMBY. Right, right, yeah, exactly. You know? Cause yeah, because he is like. So, it, even for even though we sort of see that he is kind of being tormented in some ways, 
he is like a real reactionary yeah, when it comes yeah, to yeah. this guy. And he's, he just sees the dude, uh, you know, 50, 60 feet away cooking. And he's like, he's cooking food. He's so yeah. outraged. Well, and you're but like, I, yeah, fuck this guy. But I mean, it does start with the guy just being in his in house. house. In his yeah. house. Kind of, that's kind of like, okay, well, don't go in this in guy's house. In his brand new, not brand new, but in the house he's just purchased. Right, which is a which is a fixer-upper. Uh-huh. Uh, and his, and his real, <laughs> real estate agent is Tackleberry's wife from the Police Academy movies. Colleen Camp. Colleen yeah. Camp. From Die Hard with a Vengeance. Camp the Champ. <laughs> Camp the Champ. From a uh, death game, yeah. Uh, from a, uh, from a, uh, what was the one? They we don't watched? allow Twist, dump twisted. trucks on the FDR. She was in Twisted, right? Uh, yeah, she plays, she's in she, a ton of she shit. She plays the neighbor. Remember, was it Twisted? No, not Twisted. What was the one with the? Charlize? It was Charlie's. It was t- uh, it was twenty four hours with your, or whatever. With your enemy. Uh, it, was, it was twenty four hours. No, whatever what the name the, of that movie was. Stuart Townsend. Trap. Trap. The, the book was called Twenty Four Hours Trapped. or something. Hostage she was, negotiator she was the neighbor who shows up and goes like, "Hey, that guy's cute," and you go like, "Oh, she's gonna get murdered or show up." She again. was the one who was like, "Hey, you should get rid of that stupid twink that's your husband and go out with the with Kevin Bacon." Uh, but she's really funny. Uh, she can be really funny in some stuff, and she can be squandered in other stuff. But yeah. like in this one, she, she she's like she's the real estate agent. She's like showing him around. That's so gross. And then gross. she just like immediately goes like, I find I you very attractive. You, I, find I find you extremely you attractive extremely right attractive. now. And she just like jumps on him, and he, he almost like fucks her right here. And it's uh, it's a very goofy. Yeah, uh, it, it's like borderline it's, trauma-ish. It's, it's well, got, no, it's it's like that that it's period. Really it's that period tone. of time where there was like this exagger, exaggerated kind of like comedy. Sam Raimi is like, responsible uh, for this. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's like fucking it's Burton. Burton. It's all Burton. And Burton as well. It's Burton. I don't think Ramey is responsible for. No. It. I think Ramey like Ramey-ish leaned into some of that stuff, but I think it's like uh, we'll but, talk about that later. But yeah. it's very Burton-y of that like that kitschy sort of like you know the I, you know ultimately ultimately we have John Waters to blame for it, but but John Waters never made a movie this annoying. No, no, but it's his fault. Oh. This is uh, okay. This <laughs> it's is like it's like the same as it's George Lucas's fault that I had to watch Transformers two five times. Oh well. There's movies. I thought that was more my fault, but no, no, no. There's movies like this, and the, the, the moment that you popped it in, just the way that they edit it and they do the sound design and stuff like that, it's a type of movie that I've never liked. And it's the kind of movie where, like, <laughs> it's I, garish. I can't stand it. Garish yeah, is yeah. a very good word. It's for like it. that. It's like that early '90s, like, uh, like kitsch. And like, it's like love the, of. It kitsch. seems like it's yeah. trying to clue you in that, like, this is a satire, and you're like, that sucks. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> don't do that. And you're doing a bad job at it. <laughs> Uh, but it, but it's the sort of movie that I, you know we we talk about this a lot where like it's a gift to be able to make a movie and it's so hard and it wastes so many people's times or it, it wastes their time if you make a shitty movie and it's just like why would you want to make this kind of movie? It's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to really make a kind of you? gross uh, yeah. <laughs> movie I, that's ni- neither <laughs> neither funny. It's supposed to be funny, but it's not funny. It's supposed to be like, exciting, but it's not. It's kind of a horror movie, but it's not like a John Waters it's movie. Just like, why, sorry, why sorry, I'm just. I know, I'm just. <laughs> I'm throwing out landmines. I was I was like floating that. three. I was floating three Douglases <laughs> the entire time I was watching this movie. Like, I get it. I don't like it, but I see what you're up to. And then, like in the last third, three Juds, you mean? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. And and then by and then in the last third, I was like, "You lost me." It's down to two. <laughs> yes. For, well, for the first half, I don't think it's not what it's. I don't like it, but it's not. It's doing right. what it's supposed to be doing. Exactly. And he's doing a good job. It all is the way it that all it's adds supposed up. to be. I mean, I just don't a, like what it. The, it's what a it garish is. comedy thriller that is NIMBY the movie. That's like yeah. you know this guy overreacting, or is he? You know, kind of thing. And you like are with it. You're like, okay, I see what this is doing. And then like partway through, when he gets arrested for yeah. for chopping up Colleen Camp and putting her Ugh. in his fridge. And then his he goes to trial and his mom dies and he gets he gets let go because they're and this, like and that scene is played for laughs too like it's a wacky yeah. old yeah, lady like those. dying and hitting her head and you're like yeah that's <laughs> yeah, very people, it's very frustrating people spent months making this thing fuck you uh, 
It's very of this time though too. It's as yeah. it's as of 1992 as Michael Beach's clothes from One False yeah. Move. <laughs> like there's tons of shit like this from yeah, that yeah. period. That's Absolutely. Just, like, that looks and sounds. Meet and the feels Apple like, Gates. Yeah, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, even like to, yeah, like any of that kind of shit. Like that was sort of this go-to for a lot of filmmaking. Yeah. And it's all from it's all from like Pee Wee's uh, shit and Burton's like stuff. Stuff you know? that I've never liked. Yeah, that's just me. Like, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but like, I'm, I've like things that but I, I like Beetlejuice more than this movie. But oh, that, for sure, that's another. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's that's better than than this stuff. But I think that's the kind of thing I hate. That garish, that like exaggerated Beetle. Yeah, I hate yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. I hate Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I hate Ren and Stimpy. Like all that shit. <laughs> it's just like it's too loud. It's too garish and aggressive, and it just turns me right off. There's a certain quality just, to just it. Just quiet. And yeah. we we just, talked about just this. Simmer, simmer just down. Show what's he saying? Boogie Nights is just uh, just mellow. mellow, mellow. There's a certain quality. Mellow. It's, it's not the same thing, but. It's, we talked about this for Planet Terror, yeah. where it's kind of where people are like, I like gross out stuff in movies and like gore and this and this right. and that. Too but much, it's when, maybe. But it's when you're giving when it's too like, it's like yeah, yeah. Isn't being gross fun? And I'm like, I prefer if it was just gross and it like stood apart and I could be surprised by it instead right. of just wallowing in it. Like, like you don't like garbage pail kids as much as I do, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or Howard the Duck. <laughs> Disgusting film. <laughs> Ducks do not have boobs. God damn it! <laughs> but this is the kind of tone he does have that an it open has. condom in his wallet. Like he's he's complaining about this homeless guy to uh, to the cops. And the homeless guy, by the way, is Quato from Total Recall. That's right, it's Quato from Total or to- Quato's host, buried yes, buried under true. the buried under just like this disgusting yeah. makeup. And for the most of the movie, he just kind of goes like, bleh, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> he literally does that. Like you know, yeah. somebody will see him and he'll go, bleh, bleh. he's Dan Aykroyd, like at the end of his rope and trading places. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's every character from Dan Aykroyd's uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, Nothing But Trouble. Nothing, Nothing But, trouble. but trouble. A movie that I The misbegotten Vulcanvania. A movie that I absolutely hate and whenever it comes up in the conversation of people going like, no, this is a secret masterpiece. I'm like, fuck you. That's one, a, of the, that one of the only movies I ever you. walked out on a, in a theater. The first movie I remember hating is, yeah? is Nothing But Trouble. Like, Because you were was, stoked to see it, right? Absolutely. And I finally got to see it. And finally it came out a video I watched. I remember my mom and I watching it and both of us just going like, I was just like, well, that I didn't. I don't think I said fucking, but I was like, well, that fucking sucked. <laughs> That's exactly that the was kind of fucking, movie that I'm talking about, yeah. where it's like, how about all this gross stuff? And you're like, how about fuck you? Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just this wallowing in like, disgustingness, and that's the movie. And this is like it, this is like this is like le- I think this is this doing is not that, that bad. Less than nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble is only doing that. It's only trouble. Ugh. Nothing yeah. but trouble. Nothing but trouble. It did it did warn us. It's true. Yeah. In Dan Aykroyd's defense, Dan and Aykroyd's, I find myself saying that so much. His nose day. looks like a dick. <laughs> He's eating that sausage. His nose looks like a dick. Yeah. So it, it's win-win for us. But anyway, he looks like it, this guy could. This guy would could be a character in uh, Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. yeah. His, his, his skin's right all fucked up. He's got a crazy eye. He's got this cart. He's always wheeling around. Yeah. It but looks like, like Downtown but, Ballard. But this Yikes. is the tone oh, that they're doing. In I'm the just kidding. <laughs> Didn't they move to that island? What happened to right, that island? Right, the, gar- the homeless garbage Can we please come to our senses and put all those homeless people on an island? Really? We have lost our minds. <laughs> just put them on an island. Please, Mayor Durkin. <laughs> Save us. Save us. Save Mayor us from Durkin. the homeless people and the Amazon tax. It's so it's such common sense. You just put them on an island. And then you airdrop food out to them, I guess. No, no. Oh, you don't even know. They, they fend for themselves. They fend for themselves, yeah. Okay. There's like shellfish. Wow. You can't There's ask shellfish out there. We can't ask Jeff Bezos to be paying for these people's TV dinners. He's got problems of his own. Yeah. See, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get Speaking those games. Speaking of problems of their own, though, Bill Paxton is having a heck of a time with this vagrant in his but, house. But this is the kind, the kind of like. There's, there's a vagrant. And, kind of, and he's uh, urinating. 
I do love yeah, this performance quick. by Bill Paxton. Is like the is like the the one that this is the Paxtonius of all of them. Like this is like he's like, like H- the, Hudson in this movie. He's like he is like just yelling. A lot of the movie watch is put, him. Watch put the vagrant in charge. He runs the gamut in this because he's like normal at the beginning. He's sort of like I'm just this normal guy who works in an office, and then like but he's a, like a parody of a yuppie. Type but of guy. yeah, but then yeah, but yeah. then he starts. But then he's like becoming more and more unhinged and hysterical as the movie goes. And by the end, he's the vagrant, and he's got a is weird. The, is the vagrant actually him? Whoa, I guess. But this is the kind of tone that they're going for. <laughs> Here, here's a line where he's talking to the cops, and the cops are just sort of like, you don't really have a case. But he's like, they're like, what was he doing? He's like, what was he doing? Well, he was just sitting there eating something. Yeah. <laughs> he's and then, cooking over an unlicensed flame. And then the cops go, uh, we cannot apprehend a citizen on the basis of what he eats. Read the Constitution. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We're making it sound like it's funner than it is. And there's another line that I really did laugh out loud at where he's talking to the cops, and he looks over, and he goes, quick, I think he's getting ready to urinate. <laughs> They're very concerned about the urinating. <laughs> he says, this is when he's ranting, and he's, he, he puts up this like huge wooden fence around his house and stuff, and, and he's like, while he's having it put up, he's kind of just going off on a NIMBY rant. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he says, crime statistics are real. I've done the research. <laughs> and this really, this is like what the safe Seattle people say, like these That's yeah. NIMBYs around town. Yeah, like, so, I'm, I am not just some reactionary fuckhead. I have done research. I am an intellectual. What's the name of that dude who writes for the columns for the Times that are all stat-based? And, and like he, every every few weeks, he's got a new article. He's like, so uh, they're saying that uh, all crime is way up and that the homeless people are taking over. And according to all this data that I that I <laughs> yeah. accumulated, that's just not true. And he just gets nothing but hate mail. <laughs> it's like, you have not seen the human feces on my sidewalks. <laughs> I walk from syringe to syringe every day. Yeah, the, the floor is lava and I may only stand on needles. Well, Seattle is dying, you guys. Yeah, I have to stand on a pile of syringes, so I'm not standing on shit. That's garbage. Seattle is dying. Uh, I mean, I wish they would move. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe my rent would go all down. All those assholes are welcome to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when they go like, you you fucking did it. Now I'm moving out of here. And like, you're like, oh, no. Too bad. Uh, That's a real shame. Okay. Yeah, good. No, please don't. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Then, uh, yeah, anyway. Then maybe I wouldn't have to fucking move. Uh, anyway, yeah. that's a whole other thing, though. But this, this movie is about property ownership, so I guess it for the, is... For the first third or but half. But, I mean, it is, It is like, for the first, like, third or whatever, it is sort of like, okay, this is movies about this and this guy who... And I had seen this before, but I had forgotten where it ends up, so mm-hmm. I didn't... I kind of was like, oh, right, oh, this is... Because it, cause it, it ends up not being about that at some point. Right. Because you think no. it's a thriller about homeownership and, and bad neighborhoods and, you know, people maybe overreacting and... That kind of thing, uh, but it ends up being b- b- not about that. This, but this this vagrant does keep terrorizing him, and he does he does chop up Colleen Camp when she comes back to have sex with him. Yeah. Oh, there's one shot I really like in this movie that I think was funny, where um, his girlfriend is like Mitzi Capture from Silk Stockings. Okay. That's right. Well, she's like she looked so familiar, and it was because of those 30, 40 <laughs> times I tried watching Silk Stockings because the commercials made it look sexy. Right, and, and then not, you're watching this boring ass fucking just a crime terrible show. crime show. But uh, well, she, there's a shot of her, and she's like going like, "Hey, I understand." After one of his freakouts, and she's going, "I understand where you're coming from, and I I'm here with you, and I'm this, and, and then and then she's like." But uh, and then it just ends with her going like, "But I have to go, so bye." And then the camera, yeah, the pulls, camera pulls back, back, and the whole time it's been her in this car, yeah, and the yeah. car's driving away, and it does this great crane shot where I thought it was really funny. And so because from the way it's framed, yeah. you can't tell where she's talking to him from. She's just looking up at him, and so you're like, "Oh, I don't know." And she's say, the whole speech is kind of like her being like reassuring, and then it ends with her going like, "Bye,", bye. and then she drives <laughs> off and leaves him alone. Uh, you have my full support. See ya. See ya. I, I, I just thought that was funny. And then and then Colleen Camp comes back and he has sex with her, and then the vagrant chops her up, I guess, in the yeah. night. And uh, 
Yeah. Throws her in the dumpster. But, no, no, he leaves doing it. So she's in the fridge. Because then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. then Michael Ironside, who's one of the cops, and his partner come by. Who keeps mispronouncing his name. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. But Michael Ironside how. is like convinced from the beginning that he's the one who's doing all the crime stuff. Right. He he's like obsessed with with catching him. He's yeah. like he's the bad he's the bad guy. And he's doing his thing. Michael Ironside's always fun and then oh, he's, yeah. he's exaggerating a little bit for the comic tone. Yeah. So I mean everybody is. That's the whole that's the yeah. the, the movie is doing the movie oh, is his, doing that. And, nobody's and nobody's Bill misperforming uh, in got this, his best know, yeah. his best buddy who is Marty, Marty McFly's older brother. Right. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we and also and it turns out the most important detail that we really need to point out here before we uh, get to the to the end is that there's a book that he finds right. in his bathroom or something. It has the back page torn out that has the author in it, so you know that's going to come up. And the book is called The Animal Within. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and it turns out to be an extremely crucial uh, part of the, the basically the whole movie is yeah. is hinging on this. And they he just sort of reads it, and we don't. Find out that much of what it's about, but apparently about bringing some bestial nature out of the Well, we find out the bad guy's plan, the vagrant's plan. The vagrant is actually a disgraced psychiatrist who is performing experiments, mental, like psychological experiments on people in order to get them to to release the beast within. Mm -hmm. And he's been wanted for doing this in multiple (laughs) states and many, many murders. He's chosen Bill Paxton as his guinea pig for some reason. Which I love, which I, I kind of, I. I both hate and love these scenes. I kind of thought it was funny in this one, but like those those scenes where the where the hero finds the uh, like the, his underground finds, lair. But you know, but where he finds the uh, like in his stuff, he has a file folder that oh, like, right. just explains everything. I just always think that's funny when villains have clippings and Taking shit. Fucking notes on a goddamn criminal conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In like a red sharpie, like yeah. a big bold he's like lettering. Guinea pig, and he's got him circled. And he's got all the articles. He's got all like the clippings of like when he was on trial and shit. Yeah, yeah. You I couldn't just, have remembered guinea pig for yourself. You had to write that down. This movie, it's your whole plan. In this movie, it makes more sense because of the heightened tone of the movie. Sure. Like it's like it's like. And then the guy has a folder full of his right, crime right, right. plans. It almost is labeled crime plans. But that happens in movies that you're supposed to take seriously right. all the time, where it's like, um, That's true. Um, why do you have a folder of crime plans? <laughs> why didn't you just, you know, remember the plan and not have a folder full I of put it? Stuff? I put the folder in a drawer. I didn't think anyone was going to find it. I like, I like how he lives in this, like, complex underground series of tunnels. Uh, and yeah. he's got yeah, it's like, like a cave made out of trash. Right, and he's got like all this equipment, and like he's got this very sophisticated gaslighting plan to get Bill Paxton, but he still looks like a horrible mutant. <laughs> like that's not like makeup. He really no, is. No, he does he look really like that is way. a disgusting but monster. He, but he isn't like technically a vagrant because this is all part of his no, plan, and he no. seems to have plenty of resources available it's, to him. He lives, it's so like, it's like, did he get that way somehow, or did he do that to himself? Like <laughs> the place he lives is like the uh, is like where the uh, family lives in uh, Texas, Texas too. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a much smaller scale version of that. Yeah, like it's a like kind of Texas land. It's yeah. the same kind of like thing. A gross it catacomb. is like a it is, I think, like a like an abandoned like theme park kind of roadside attraction. I love yeah, it in thing. movies when the mad scientist ha- like doesn't have like an office. He's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got a they always have to live in like the basement of the Paris Opera House, you know, or like in a series of fucking termite tunnels under under the suburbs. It's um, very like it's the, everybody gets to be dark man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Bill Paxton goes to trial for murdering Colleen Camp, but he gets off because his mom dies during the trial. <laughs> and then, then, he, then he, for and some then, reason, and then oh he moves, God. Then he and then moves there's away a scene to like a trailer park where he's oh, like he's like right, managing a trailer park, and he lives in this trailer park for a while. And there's weird stuff where like this lady who's overweight 
is like hot kind for of him, into him yeah. and that's a joke or something maybe or sort of or she's like hot she's horny for him but he's like and he thinks he's done all this stuff yeah, she there's a point in the insane. movie where he thinks he's done all this stuff and so he's like telling her like you have to handcuff me to this bed and she's like oh that's kinky and he's like no it's cause I'll kill everybody or whatever yeah. cause he she thinks giving him a handy. that's the experiment yeah and that's the experiment is him uh is this guy going like, I can drive this guy mad and make him think he's doing all this stuff that I'm doing? There's also a part where he like says the the she left a note he left a note that said, I adore you mm-hmm. and the vagrant had somehow moved a whole bunch of doors into his room. Yeah. I uh, and, and, and then below it I adore you. In her and, blood. Like, in her I assume, blood. Yeah. yeah, that's gross. That's before you know she's that's dead before, but yeah. Boy, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and you usually love puns. Yeah, I do. It's true. <laughs> I also I also wanted to point out that this isn't a tradition of I'm sure there's more of them, but the ones that immediately pop into mind uh, of those of these movies, these kind of like horror uh, suspense suspense ad- adjacent type movies where you're like, is the guy crazy yeah. or is the thing actually happening? And it always is the thing actually happening right. because why would you make a movie other- otherwise? Yeah. But they really try to no, sell it that it might maybe is gonna, this gonna, going to If they're going to do, if they're going to, it's because if they're going to sell you on. Uh, is he crazy or is it really happening? It has to be it's really happening for them to actually ramp up to that because yeah. the only way to make it was he's crazy work is if you didn't see it coming and that's the twist it, of the exactly. end. Exactly. You can't do it crazy. one way or the other. If you're it's offering like, the two options, you can't choose right. the boring one. Exactly. Uh, but this is what House is like. This is a movie called uh, Of Unknown Origin where oh, Peter, Peter Weller, Weller with fights the rats. a giant yeah. rat. And it, that movie really is like, oh, I think that rat is... Uh, because it's a giant monster rat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really think that that, uh, yeah. that thing isn't real, and he's going mad, and then at the end, like, no, oh, it was a big it rat. It was a big giant rat. <laughs> I just think that, I think of the two, Great. the option for a thing to not have happened is always, always, the, boring. always the boring one. Yeah. yeah. Like, I hate it in like, movies. Why'd you make like, that movie? And then this thing didn't really happen, and you go, like, what well, the fuck did I watch well, why? It what the fuck? Why was I watching this movie then? Yeah. You assholes. Jesus. <laughs> but it wasn't real. It's I have that problem with uh, it was all just a dream mm-hmm. endings. And it's I have the same problem with with fantasy movies where like a kid or a person from our world goes like, into a different fantasy, fantasy world because yeah. then it's like so nothing matters. Who right. gives a shit? Like, but I have to get out of here. Like, do you? Who cares? What? I don't know. It's not a real place, is it? It's just a fake place that you're imagining now. I always like in those movies how <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking kid Kevin squaring off against a whole genre of movies. I always it's, like, it's a specific type of fantasy movie, not like ones Oh, not like, just fantasies, and no, no, the no, ones the, where they like the ones uh, where they go to a different the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of or thing. and I and I do like like the Never Ending Story or whatever. But yeah. that, I think has I think that has a little more depth to it. But yeah, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where you're like, well, who gives a shit what happens in just a dumbass the, land? These kids. Can just leave this closet whenever they want, and they're like, "Good story." It always a great bugs story, me and, and then it didn't really happen. No, thanks, uh, thanks a lot, S. E. Hinton. Or thanks a lot, Wizard of Oz. Uh, S. E. Hinton wrote good books, actually. S. E. Cup. Uh, I always like I, in those I, movies where the kids, <laughs> the kid's life is miserable before he goes into yeah, yeah. the fantasy world, and then once he's there for a while and like becomes king or what the fuck ever, yeah. he's like, "But I miss my mom." Yeah, and so he has to go back to his shitty regular life instead of like riding on fucking unicorns and killing guys. But and he's stuff learned with a sword. confidence or something. Right. Like yeah, exactly. A bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Never-ending story. At the very least, he is like reading a book for the most part, and you, you, we are taken to that fantasy world. Right. In the book he's reading, and then he gets folded in. He's not like transported there. Well, in fact, in, in the Never-ending story too, he is, and that movie sucks. <laughs> in the book, it's the same, and it's actually well, the book really is, cool. The book, there's like the second half of the yeah. book that is actually kind of like Never-ending story too. Right. But it's good in the book. It's good in the book, and yeah. it fucking sucks in the movie. Mm. Anyway, R.I.P. Jonathan Brandis. Mm. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. R.I.P. Uh, Jack Black. 
Jeez, this is a never-ending story. R.I.P. Michael Ende. He's not dead, though, is he? Did Jack no, Black die? <laughs> I don't think not so. Not yet. I hope not. It's been a weird year. Uh, yes. Anyway, so anyway, back to The Vagrant, where this thing does actually happen. It's all actually happening. It's a mystery. It happens. The Vagrant has been, uh, you know, gaslighting him and tormenting him. He kills him. Michael he Ironside by, put, by impaling him on a bar stool. He sticks uh, a, like chair a chair through him. He sticks a chair through him. Stabs him with, with all of the chair I legs was, all at once. I was watching it, I was watching it and uh, Sophie wasn't watching the whole thing, but she came in at that part, and, uh, and she saw that. <laughs> And she's like, what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. She was the very like, she was very, she's like, what are you, what the heck? You can't do that. And I'm like, well, I, I guess he did. He's a vagrant. <laughs> he's a vagrant. So he's, he's got vagrant strength. Because the, the way, it's not, the, the legs of the chair aren't sharpened or anything, too. They're just rounded. It's a rounded, they're, it's not like, Round is funny. it's not established that they're, it's a very stabby chair. <laughs> it's just a regular chair that he stabs through him. It's that kind of movie. Yeah, what if you're stabbing him with a chair? That'd be gross. Wouldn't that That'd be, be cool? another gross thing we could do? It is do, kind of a funny picture of the Polaroid he takes of, <laughs> yeah. of him and Michael Ayersman going, ah, ah. And the guy behind him going, ah. It's like, well, that proves it. Oh, yeah, and at the end of it, during their during their showdown, uh, the vagrant finally does start talking, and he's, and he's like, explaining. He's like, his, I made you a real person. You used to be a real drip before I got a hold of you. Now look at you. You got a mullet. You're pretty cool. I kind of like you. I did like the part where he comes in, and, and he, he goes, he goes, he sees the dead Michael Ironside, and the, or his partner goes, which one of you did that? And they go, uh, he did. <laughs> I got that. That was funny. The vagrant is kind of like, whoa, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I just think that's a funny gag in general, yeah. so I thought it was it was, it was was pretty well-timed there. Uh, they just both go, uh, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. It's a stupid fucking movie. Come on, it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. I do I do enjoy Paxton in it though. I think he he gets to run the gamut of of uh, his of like his style his performance styles and looks too because yeah. he starts off looking like a normal yuppie, becomes more bedraggled, and then by the end is like this weird. He has a mullet. He's got like he's got a mullet and he's got like thick weird glasses. like thick taped together glasses and shit. And he's like, I'm happy to be this kind of person now. I think <laughs> except yeah, then yeah. the vagrant comes and starts fucking up his life again. So that is like one of the things that I did kind of like about it is this like a goofy fat lady is like I know. I'm in your life, <laughs> and then and, and you're then, like, ugh, this kind of character. But he like actually hooks up with yeah. her and is like, I'm happy now. And he goes, now I got it all. He's talking to the guy, the other the blind dude who is like, I think owns the trailer park X-ray. or something. And he's like, he's like, well, how's she doing? He's like, I got no complaints. And you're kind of like, I don't know. If the movie ended here, it wouldn't be a thriller. <laughs> did at you all, notice? But- did you notice that the blind dude is doing a puzzle upside down? <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of jokes we're talking about here. <laughs> Funny stuff. Yeah, it's real advanced. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> Funny guy. And then his name's some, X-Ray, and he can't see. I there's know, some, see. Do you get it? There's some gross score and stuff at the towards the end, uh, yeah. where, where they step through the chair. The part where the part yeah. where he falls off the where the the vagrant falls off of the balcony and his eye gets stamped up by a cactus was pretty gross. Uh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't this, stand the mo- the the score in it. The the fake Danny Elfman music really drives me crazy. It's a lot. The whole movie's was it a lot. Fake Danny Elfman. It wasn't. Actual it's not really Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman no, yeah, they can't afford it. They didn't have Elfman money. I don't know. Uh, 92. He there's, a, there's a scene where his mom is... <laughs> as soon as, like, as soon as that came on at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, no. Fuck. No, it's like it's the kind of movie where within seconds it starts, you're like, oh, no. Or you're like, ooh. Or, yeah. But for me, for me, it was definitely... It's a very... There's some weird people out there who'll be like, oh, we got this kind of movie. It's a very specific tone, and I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm a bit more I'm, receptive to it. I like it a little more than you guys. Although yeah, you like I'll, trauma movies, for God's sakes. So um, yeah, uh, so do I. I mean, you I like y- all of them, Kevin. I like all of the trauma. I like every movie trauma has made, <laughs> all or, of them, or just released. You've seen them all, and you liked them. I have all. seen a lot. 
But I haven't watched a trauma movie in years. Mm-hmm. So. Has anyone? Uh, I've grown. <laughs> you finally grown out of trauma. Our little babies all grows up. Uh, great. Uh, but I'll never grow out of swingers. Um, money. Money. You're so money. Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> swingers. The last time Remember I watched that, it was money. pretty good. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Cause that's, that's it actually those, does kind of hold up. Because like, I, I, I watched it and thought it was really funny, and then I watched it again like a year after that and was like, was I don't played. like this anymore. Yeah, but now you're real far away from it. Right. And you'll just, I'd be curious. I mean, you'll, you'll watch it and go like, I can see why this annoyed well, me. Well, because I watched Made, and I love I love Made, and I think Made when I I saw that, like I've watched that several times, and I'm like, this is a movie that I that I okay. think this is like my swingers because I think that movie is actually good, right? But it's like the same tone as Swingers, but it's not. I don't know. It's not irritating. <laughs> I, I the, the last time I watched Swingers was like six seven years ago. I was like, all right, let's let's see if this yeah. holds up, and it, yeah. I I did actually enjoy it. Okay. I always wondered because that's it is a movie I watched a lot and then kind of like purposely was like now I now I the, don't watch the thing this. you, you kind of have to do a little bit of a Fight Club with it where you go like oh like people really took this and ran with it in a very obnoxious way because when you watch but the that's movie not the movie's fault it's not the yeah. movie's fault you watch the movie Vince Vaughn the character that everybody thought was so cool he's fucking annoying as hell like yeah. the, the the joke is that he sucks yeah so <laughs> it's not really as irritating as you think it will be. Well, it was inevitable that talking about the vagrant was going <laughs> to talk about. Swingers. We were going to talk about swingers. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. you know how it goes. Look, you're the one who doesn't want dead air, okay? <laughs> Which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the, very, at the very end of it, at the very end of the vagrant, the vagrant is possibly dead. The, I, I'll, I'll give the it, ending is. I'll ca- give it credit for this because you're like, I know what's going to happen here, and it kind of doesn't quite. You did <laughs> well. Well, because like the vagrant has been shot by uh, numerous times, and he fell on a the, cacti. And he fell on a cactus, but when they're pushing his him in the stretcher into the uh, ambulance, he's still kind of going like, Ugh. Like, don't worry, Paxton's he won't like, make it. Yeah, they're like, he's going to die definitely, but then it drives away, and you're like, well. And mm-hmm. so like at the Is end he? of the he, Bill Paxton's in like a fancy new house. Well, he gets all the reward money. He gets because, all the reward because money because this guy is want because the cop. Yeah. The cop helpfully points out to him that he's wanted in uh, in six like states five or, or six states for doing this. You're going to make you a real think, score You here. think that would have occurred to somebody before this, but... <laughs> no. Yeah, so he gets all this reward money. He's buying a new house. It's not nearly... It's a real nice one. It's not gross like the what, the fixer-upper from the beginning. And then and then you're like, I know what's going to happen here. The vagrant's going to pop up or whatever. And Bill Paxton just sort of looks at this faucet and it starts dripping again, just like the faucet from earlier on in like, his other uh, house. And it's like, oh, maybe. Am I, I crazy or is he going to show up yet? But he does, but the vagrant doesn't pop up again. No. So I'll give a movie credit for for not doing so that. You, at least. So you you like that it didn't pop up again? I guess because I'm kind of disappointed because they go like, "Don't worry, he's gonna die," and then you're like, "Well, then he's gonna pop up again, like out of the sink or something," and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like in the sink. Well, why, the, the De Palma well, ending where like the hand comes out of the garbage disposal, cut to right. black. Why why point out that he's not dead? Right. If he's just gonna not show up. In well, the next he wanted scene. to leave it open for a sequel, so we could do another. Like, People are gonna another love vagrant. This. vagrant There's two. no way we're not doing a vagrant too. Vagrants. Here's the pitch. He writes vagrant on the chalkboard writes, and then just writes an S, S and then a writes a dollar sign, sign through it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish oh that god. story was true. God, uh, I wish that story was true. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish that they did. I wish that uh, James Cameron had done that, but for Titanic. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Here's my pitch. Okay, what do you got, Jim? Highest grossing movie of all time. How are you going to top that? Titanic. No, you already made that movie. Ah. Titanics. Oh. (laughs) It's just multiple Titanics all. Oh, too many Titanics. The Titanics are thinking, uh, well, they're animals. The Titanics, we didn't, the Titanics, we didn't know they were all going to just, all the Titanics run into each other. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
We, we didn't know too we, many made, goddamn we made Titanics. We built too many Titanics. It's our hubris. And they all have Billy Zane's brain as a computer that can thro- that controls them. <laughs> Don't be sounds blase. pretty good. Don't be blase about that. I'm it not. Sounds great. All right, well, Hollywood, get on, get on it. <laughs> um, James Cameron. This if was you're this was a funny line. Like there, every once in a while, there'd be like for the most part, this movie just annoyed me just because of the tone. It's not my kind of thing. But there was some funny lines in it, and there's like one such as uh, like the news that the satire really uh, is most prominent in these kind of like news broadcasts. They're playing up like sensationalism mm-hmm. in in news, and at one point they're talking about this uh, Colleen Camp's murder. And the, and other body parts that have turned up in in, in around that the area, dumpster or something, the, the dumpster dumper, the dumpster, dumpster dumper, dumper. <laughs> and uh, and the um, newscaster goes a bizarre, sickening, and likely to be sensationalized murder. <laughs> like yeah, sure enough. Uh, uh, what else do we got That's here? That's Robocop's fault. This is Colleen Camp yeah. talking. She, yeah. when, she, when she comes back, uh, he, he basically invites her to come back over so he can sell the house again because uh, the, all the shit that's going on. And she goes, yeah, I'd like to come in and tell you how much I'd like to handle, handle your property. Yeah. And then this is uh, Ma- Michael Ironside. This is the thing that's constantly happening to NIMBYs, too, is that like, real estate agents want to fuck them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a weird, a weird element of the satire, so the alleged satire in this movie, <laughs> that the real estate agent is into him. I'm not sure why. Must be nice being a NIMBY. NIMBYs let us know if it's nice. Uh, this is uh, Michael Ironside. He sees this news report about how um, uh, Bill Paxton has gotten off because his mom died in the court. And he goes, that pinko pussy jury went soft when the son of a bitch's old lady bought it. Fascinating. Pinko pussy like it. jury. It does, sound, it does sound great coming out of Michael Ironside's mouth. It's though. true. He's the only man who could sell. They sucked his brains out in Starship <laughs> Troopers. This is another thing that Michael Ironside gets to say when he's at the ca- this is the very end, and he's at a, like a rural diner, and uh, and the lady's like, "Only trucker truckers can sit here," and he's like, "I'm a trucker," and she's like, "No, you ain't." And he goes, "Shut your flaps and get your ass in gear and roll us a couple big bowls of chili." <laughs> Shut your flaps. You know I love Michael Ironside so much. I love Michael Ironside. He's great. That's the scene too where she's like, they're like, we're looking for this kind of car, and she's like, you mean like that one that's on fire out there? <laughs> I love Michael Ironside. You know what? You know my favorite Michael Ironside line. It's not even one of his lines. It's just a bit where he's in. It's in Total Recall, and it's after they've gone through like a chase where Arnold Schwarzenegger's gotten away from him and and Ed Champion, his buddy. Ed and Champion. Yeah, the the bug eyed blonde hair dude. Just a great name. And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's real pissed off. He's like, God damn it! He's like smashing stuff, and his partner goes like, You know, I'd be pretty pissed off if he was balling my old lady too. And he goes, You saying she liked it? And he goes, no, I'm sure she hated every minute of it. I fucking love that so much. Speaking of kind of like gross dude kissing, like Mike Billy, Billy Bob before mm-hmm. him making out with uh, Sharon Stone, I think is oh, yeah, supposed to be particularly repellent Good in that Lord. movie. That's your wife, <laughs> what a bitch. Jeez. What's all right? Ratings. What the fuck did it do wrong? Tell me. We got to do Total Recall or something. Oh man. Back to the vagrant though. The vagrant. So the vagrant is going to get. Two Juds for me, uh, and that's a generous two Juds. <laughs> yep. I, I didn't like this movie the longer it went on. Like, I started mm-hmm. off, like, on, like, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was over, I was like, is it over? Please turn it off. So two Juds is a generous two Juds. I, I, I admit that it is doing a thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it two Douglases, the real estate lady, the Mitzi Capture character, the the trailer park woman, just the general ooky mm-hmm. sex vibe of, of some of this. And I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 
underground layers. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a sweet underground layer. Someone mm-hmm. had to work pretty hard making that uh, yeah. whole cave out of garbage. Oh, it's a very it's a very uh purposefully designed movie. Oh yeah. It's all purposeful. Mm-hmm. I got to I got to give it to uh to judge as well. I mean as as far as my actual this is the kind of movie that I hate. So but it but it like it's exactly the movie that it's trying to be. Yeah. It, like in in a way it's a success. It, it's all there. It's just all the stuff that's there is the stuff kind of yeah. stuff I don't like. <laughs> but it's that's what they're trying to do. That's yeah. the kind of movie yeah. that they're trying to make. I got to give them that. Uh I'll give it to Douglas's as well. I mean, there's no actual nudity or anything like that, but here's a line that Colleen Camp says at the very beginning where she's like making out with him in the bathroom and she's like, "I'm ready for some good healthy sex with you right here on this toilet." So it's <laughs> got stuff like that and it's kind of gr- it's gross. Uh, she's really good. She's good. At, she's great in the, this Bogdanovich movie called uh, "They All Laughed." Also. Good movie. She's really funny in that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's uh, underused. That, Colleen that, Camp, I would that, say. T- that tone of satire, where it's like we need to exaggerate this to make sure you know it's a joke. <laughs> Never good. <laughs> Absolutely yes. <laughs> like put a little trust in the viewer for Seriously. God's sakes. It's really serving it up. Although I mean, like then you look at stuff like Starship Troopers, and it's like pretty, pretty, you know, pretty apparent what's going on, <laughs> and people are like, I don't. It's what? So what it is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess I guess I'm giving the audience too much credit. That's true. You got to find that balance somehow. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Caves made out of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Not something you see all that often. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm going I'm going kind of higher than you guys. I'm going two five. and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Judds. This movie is perfect. Ten Judds. It is not a flawless. They didn't miss. They didn't miss a beat an uncut here. gem, <laughs> if you will. Uh, two. I'll go two and a half. I like, it, but it, it is I, I, the the t- this sort of movie doesn't irritate me on its on its own as much as it does you guys. But this one, it doesn't quite work. It doesn't yeah. quite like come together to be about a thing. Right. Like it is a. It's, it seems like it's about stuff. And then it's going to end being kind of, oh, it's about this thing. And then it's like, oh, it's just about this guy. <laughs> the guy actually really stuff? wasn't a vagrant at all in the first place. So <laughs> right. It really wasn't about right. anything. Right. So, you know. Um, so I'll go two and a half. Uh, two, two Judds? Or two Douglases? I don't know. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's got like the, all that stuff is it's a little pervy, but it never gets like it's yeah. like just kind of there's like no nudity, but Bill, Bill Paxton gross. and Colleen Camp are like rolling around making out in trash. I mean, yeah. it's just gross. Yeah. She's into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, that that one in a hundred girls likes to get fucked there's on a hope. pile of garbage. There's hope for us all. <laughs> and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, dead moms in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Because that's a scene that happens. <laughs> Mom, no! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the old lady felt down. <laughs> but yeah. it is, if you are a fan of that kind of that kind of movie and you know that we're talking you about and Bill Paxton like and just a, a over-the-top Bill Paxton performance, it is... It, it's it, worth it, checking it out. Is that I mean, I enjoyed it just for Bill Paxton. You know, we don't have any more of those coming, so yeah. it's fun to it's fun yeah. to, to revisit. I'm glad, I'm glad we covered it because there is that aspect. Bill Paxton did all kinds of stuff, but yeah. you know, he did the fish heads thing too, and yeah, he was he was also like he's in weird science and he does weird, gross, broadly comic roles, and he can do a simple plan. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, a simple plan. A simple plan. A simple plan. Speaking of which, speaking of speaking of urinating, I gotta go urinate. Oh, fun! All right, well. I just like it to be known, you know. <laughs> Let's just take a break, and then you can we can splice it together later. No, we gotta go. We gotta do it. Oh man, simple plan. I hate stalling like this. We're not stalling. We're talking about. It. We're we're going without him. I'm gonna be Fuck the him. guy who thinks that a simple plan is merely very good. I think I'm there with you. Okay. Look at all them birds. Those things are always waiting on something to die so they can eat it, right? What a weird job. 
that's an airplane. I wonder how long it's been here. It's probably one of those drunk doctors. You know how they're always crashing their plane, you know? Oh, my God, look at this. Those are $100 bills. I bet it's drug money. You know what, if this guy's a dope dealer, we're just like Robin Hood. <laughs> it's a police matter now. What do you think we should do? What if we didn't turn it in? It's stealing. It's the American dream and a gym bag. He just wants to walk away from it. You work for the American dream. You don't steal it. Yeah. I, I feel like it. this movie's got a reputation as being like this like pristine diamond, and it's like, it's pretty good. It's very, it's well made. Yeah. It's a, it's the kind of story that's been told a million times before. And there's and nothing not wrong with doing that. doing it any, any differently, really. It's very, very well told. The acting is very good. It looks great. This kind of movie is irritating to me and, and when it's done this way. This is a very good example of this kind of movie, but it's annoying because it, th- basically what happens is everything goes wrong. Like, as, as the well, movie states, everything it's a goes wrong, plan. but only because everybody Every, in it is a total moron. That's right. It's not, it's not like particularly well structured. Anytime, every time something seems like everything should be working out okay for him, it's not like a, a interesting plot m- movement that changes. Right. No, like, it's, it's just, just like someone Larry showing got drunk. up and being like, now I'm fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I had decided we were going to do the one thing, but now I'm going to do the stupid thing. Right, right. Because I'm fucking stupid, and all characters in this movie are like magnetically attracted to disaster. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, so, and that just feels false. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not satisfying annoying. to watch. Yeah, I agree. That always bugged me about this, too. That's my main complaint. Also, and I know that's not its project, and Raimi made exactly the movie he wanted to make, but uh, this movie's begging for him to let loose a little bit, and he kind of doesn't. It's yeah. like The Gift, where you go like, oh, but it's so, it's like reserved, but then, you little know, pops. he'll have these little pops, and there are like brief ones of it here, like 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 the scene where he where they shoot uh, the, their, the third guy and his wife, you know? <laughs> But but mostly it's pretty it's pretty reserved and that's fine that's clearly the movie he wanted to make but I'm just I'm watching it going like let's get let's let's juice this up a little bit more yeah you know? well once that once those things start happening you're kind of like all right well have the floodgates opened and they kind of haven't yeah yeah it's just like it's still more maybe a couple more pops than usual but. Like the one thing happens where <laughs> Bill Paxton blows a woman away with yeah. a shotgun and she goes flying back and you're like, oh my God, all right, here we go, we're going, we're going. And that kind of goes back to being yeah, yeah. kind of brooding and uh, meditative or whatever it is. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton is the he's best good. thing. Yeah, he's very good in it. Um, Paxton's great. I love Bridget Fonda doing a little bit of a Lady Macbeth thing. Yeah. She's, um, the, she's the one that you think is going to be... Um, like the voice of reason, and then just as once she sees the money, like ah, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm gonna be just as dumb as everybody I like, else. I like that too because you'd save you in another movie would save that for the end. Yeah, but instead, no, right away she's like, no, I'm I'm up for this. Let's. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I might actually be the stupidest of all of us because like the two of the main ways that this, the plan goes wrong are her stupid ass plans. Okay, I know. So her stupid s- additions. So I missed something. I, I heard. We're done. I, I kind of heard you guys. We covered the whole thing. Uh, did you? You were talking about how this is a pristine, uncut diamond of a movie, right? And this is like, there's no. nothing wrong with it. It's perfect, and everybody in it is a uh, is like. It's like a simple plan that goes wrong because everybody's too smart. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty much. Certainly. Uh, is that what you guys? I'm just. I'm sorry. I just want to get this movie for you. Is it's just one <laughs> one person is smarter than the last. Yeah. In this one, <laughs> I mean, there's two just archetypical dumb characters in it, and yeah. then and then obviously Bill Paxton is yeah. the smartest because how could you not be? Like almost anybody would be smarter than <laughs> Billy Bob and the other guy. The other the, guy. The, the, the other guy. The other guy is, I think, is significantly dumber too. Uh, right. Uh, what's the other guy's name? God damn it! Do we I know the actor's name? I don't know. His, wife is, his, his, his wife, wife is his wife is Lou. Dunham's mom. His name's Lou. Also, she's also the mom in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yep. Oh, and he's good in it. I just didn't well, really yeah, recognize him good. from anything else. It's got the it's got the evil senator from the last Boy Scout. It's got it's got ba- it's got babyface Gary Cole. Mm-hmm. 
But he's like loud, fat, stupid, and and Billy Bob's like sad, depressed, stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, the, it's the two kind of bumpkin. The two kind, the dual bumpkins. Yokel one and yokel two. <laughs> Billy Bob has also has like a great look yin and yang in, has of a great look in this. Yeah, he looks a little. He, the, the way he looks actually reminded me of my my uncle, who's dead. But he Billy he, Bob. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he looks kind of like him. Because mm. I was like, Sophie was kind of saying like, I think he looks. This is a r- r- little bit of a ridiculous look he's got. And I'm like, actually, this looks like a guy that I know. Who knew it was my uncle? <laughs> he looks like he looked. That, that way he looks is the same. He's yeah. kind of like that a little, he was. And so, he's got glasses taped together in this, too. So two movies with people with tape he, on their he on does. glasses. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's the movie starts with uh, like a kind of opening thing where it's like, shit's going to go down. We're just telling you. And he's and it's like Bill Paxton is at his shitty job. And it's like, I used to be a happy man. I used to think that life meant just having a happy wife and a no. home. and uh, But then everything went wrong and I'm... Now I'm sad. <laughs> and here's why. It's got I, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> it's got those voiceover voiceover at the beginning and end kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not not and the only not entirely, all I did not was the stupidest things imaginable. All I did was make every way. available mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it tar- was a simple plan. Yeah, it really was. If only they thought it so through. Dumb. Um, but yeah, it starts it starts quick enough. I mean, he's just at his shitty seed job. There, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I, I don't works know. Sneeds feed and seed. Sneeds feed and seed. <laughs> I don't, I don't Formerly know. Chuck's. <laughs> One of my favorite stealth jokes on The Simpsons. <laughs> um, uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff that I don't know how if it's supposed to be satirical or what. Like about how they're talking about how miserable their lives are and shit, and, and you're just like, you live in a house, right? Fuck you. <laughs> I live in a big nice house. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be She's satirical, but I think it's supposed to be like that. She, they're still, they're still not like rich people. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think that like the idea that later on when she's like, you mean like there's that one rant where she? Yeah, I want to. I'll talk about that. But when I mean, we come I think that's. Like, I don't think that's supposed to be like we suck and we don't have anything. It's supposed to be more like that's four million dollars and we can actually be rich and I won't have. She and you know she she's like I don't like my fucking job or like yeah. what I you know and that's fair. I work at a library the most know. demeaning menial labor known to humankind I think, I think it's fair to not enjoy your, 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 your life or where, I think, you, where I think, you've ended up I, I don't think know the, the characters <laughs> all the characters motivations make perfect sense it's yeah. just that they're motivated to do dumb things I mean uh, I think she's 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 the greatest because like you were saying like she's like in on it she's yeah. like like you you that's the type of character in the movie that would go you'd go she'd go put that money back and you shouldn't have taken it and I'm right. worried and instead she goes I got uh, hold on let me, let me I, do some research let me, let me, okay I'll look into this I, fi- I figured out ways <laughs> we can fuck up even more yeah let's really well, fuck well, okay, this so up although, the, although their second plan almost works kind of where they tape him she just didn't factor. Right. She didn't factor in that she were dealing with a dumb, drunken lunatic yeah. with a gun. Yeah. Uh, so there's, what could go wrong? Right. I mean, like. But well, I mean, I think that's like kind of one of those. Re- that, that is like okay. That okay almost worked, and then it's like oh wait, yeah, all these people have guns. All these people have lots of guns. <laughs> yeah. Let's guns, double back. Guns, guns. So what happens at the beginning is he goes out carousing with his his brother Jacob. And their buddy Bob. and and his buddy Lou, Lou Lou or Jacob's buddy Lou and their dog the third guy, guy. And, and a very dog. and a good boy, <laughs> and uh, and while they're out uh, they they run afoul of a fox carrying a hen out of the hen house and Billy Bob swerves to miss it in the road and hits his crashes his truck into a tree about which he's very upset and as they go into the woods to go shoot a fox because they. Well, the dog got to kill the fox. The dog chases after the fox, right? And so then they, but then Billy Bob like, wants then to like, shoot Let's it. go get the dog. Like Bill, like Bill Paxton's like, let's go get your dog. And then the other guys are, have guns, and he's like, why do you have guns? And he's like, we're gonna shoot this fox. It's a nature preserve. So yeah, 
<laughs> but all these and guys have guns in their trucks all the and time. Then they and go, these guys are so dumb that it's al- already like a, a damnation of America itself that these guys have deadly weapons on them. Seriously, you're, that, part, that part's not unrealistic. Even, no, 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 no. That, that's a real thing. Even before they find the money plane, you're like, which one of these guys is going to shoot the other one? It's so dumb. And uh, uh, Brent Briscoe is the name of uh, uh, the guy who yeah, plays Lou. Brent Briscoe County Jr. Yeah. Anyway, they find a plane full of money and a dead dude, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, what if we don't turn in the money?" I love this. The stuff. dead, the dead dude stuff is great. Is great, Ramy shit. Yeah, like yeah. The, like the, the dead crows pilot with the crows pecking at him. They're pulling his eyes out. Yeah, Bill Paxton's then, in the back, and he sees his head like bobbing up yeah. and down, and he's in Bill and Paxton's like, uh, "Sir." Are you, are you okay? Like maybe the guy's having a medical issue. Weird, or something. weird question to ask a guy who's clearly a corpse. <laughs> These crows just like fly at him and cut his head and shit. I yeah. love yeah, it. Yeah, it's it totally good, Ramy shit. And also later on, he goes when he goes back to the plane, the 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 corpse hits like a thing and like all this like red yeah, ice, yeah. like blood, frozen blood, oh, like yeah. breaks off of his face. <laughs> I don't know. I like the little all, touches. This like is all in deep, pretty deep, all, fairly deep snow too. That, it looks yeah. great. All of that production design, all that vibe, all that atmosphere this movie has, and it's got a lot of it. It's yeah. very Stephen Kingy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Coen Brothers-y because yeah, I, I recall bit, yeah. reading about how Sam Raimi consulted with them because they had just done Fargo They're old buddies about too. how to shoot in the snow yeah. and all that yeah. sort of well, stuff. Joel, I love that kind of Joel shit. Joel was an editor on Evil Dead. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. they're all them and those yeah. those guys and Barry Sonnenfeld all uh-huh. running together, uh, <laughs> but the, but it is very you know it's extremely Coen Brothersy type concept, but it, it very different from Coen Brothers in execution. Well, right, I mean this was this would have been like what like two years after Fargo, mm-hmm. which is which which very is the similar easy, deal. which is the, the the easiest comparison to this would be would be Fargo and like pr- probably you know the kind of thing where it's like well we can get a snowbound. Uh, Thriller made now, yeah, yeah. easy, <laughs> easier movie, than we could this have. This movie had a long way to get made. But I mean, before really? 1996, it would have been harder to get that. But then Fargo, then I think more people were like, "Well, yeah, we, we'll bankroll a, a, a snowy a snow thriller that takes mystery? place in Minnesota." Or, yeah, snowy thriller, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does this take place in Minnesota too? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I could never quite nail down uh, where it uh, was. Just they're not some, doing some snow pastoral. They're not place. doing like uh, cartoonish accents or anything. But the license plate says Minnesota. Oh, all right. Book takes place in Ohio. Okay. Same deal. It's all the same out there. It's all the fucking no, same. No, fuck Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Fuck Ohio. Not a fan. Spend some time there. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Ohio, if you're listening, yeah. fuck you. Stop swinging our elections. <laughs> well, yeah. They're not, a, they're not a swing state anymore. No? Full, fully red. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You did it, Ohio. You got there. Uh, well, speaking of the red staters of Minnesota, Minnesota. let's get uh-huh. back to these dumbasses and simple. So they find a bag of money, <laughs> and I've, I have this conversation with with Sophie often about because it's always like, what's our what's what's our what's the plan to get to have money? I'm like, well, I'm gonna find a bag of money, and she's always like, well, how's that gonna work? What are you how are you gonna pay right. taxes? It, it, so we've had this discussion this long you discussion have this every every day. Uh, more more than more than twice. We've and had you discussions have to, about you probably why, are gonna find a giant we, thing of money. We like we find a bag of money and like. Every movie about people finding a bag of money has taught me that don't keep the bag of money because it's only trouble. Yeah. And that's probably true. Even in the least thing that can, in real life, the worst that could happen to you probably is that like the tax guys might come after you because you're going to have to spend that money or do you just keep it hidden away and and then you still have to just have a job. But right. you found a bag of four million dollars, so wouldn't you want to quit your job? Right. <laughs> but then people are going to wonder, like, how did you quit your job, and now you have a boat or whatever? You know, <laughs> lots of questions would come up. Well, Trish is Ebony Clark. That's how it worked. Unless you have, unless you're like nobody, uh, nobody gets that. Unless you're, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> that's why it's a Lethal Weapon four joke. Oh, okay, Yuck. of course. Well, I've never seen Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but if uh, but I mean so. Like unless you're a gangster, like a mobster, and you have right. an apparatus to launder, launder the, the money. money. 
you're you're basically fucked finding a bag of money because probably it belongs to some gangsters uh-huh. or some bad people or who, someone just someone or someone I mean you know so I think I think half the uh sta- like uh, open mic comics that I knew must have found a bag of money because some of them so many of them just didn't have jobs and like had cars and houses and stuff yeah, they like found that. a bag of money called their parents you got to do comedy you got to do comedy seven times a week you got to spend you got to dedicate your life to it and I'm like how 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 do you do that I I have a job and they're just like Shift this move there. Shift their <laughs> eyes back and forth. Like, yeah. uh <laughs> I certainly didn't find a bag of four point four four point four million dollars somewhere. But these guys do. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing I would love to see stand up comedy from the Billy Bob character. I gotta I gotta interrupt <laughs> bef- before we keep going because I see what Kevin has in his hand right now. So let's talk about what we got in the oh. mail. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just shaking it around. Uh, super fan uh, Cody Downs. Cody, Cody Downs, Downs sent us some stuff in the mail that was a mystery. Are there letters? Uh, this is an old one. There's an old one. No, that's an old, he, old one. He sent a package to Scarecrow, and there was also there was a letter to us, and then Scare, to Scarecrow, and then uh, this was a gift to us. He gave us each a little bottle of Jamie. For, it was a, it was a uh, it was he sent this in around pink, in pink bu- bubble wrap here. He sent it around uh, St. Patrick's Day, so this mm. is this will be up later than that. But hey, so uh, uh, enjoy hey, this when I get home. Thanks, Cody. I'm gonna start sipping it right now. You know, I'm gonna have a sip and then be like gross, totally grossed out. But yeah. mm. I don't like drinking Irish whiskey. <sighs> So uh, <laughs> they find this bag of money. That'll keep you warm while you're finding a bag of money in the snow. And they're like, what if we don't turn the money in? And then they're like, okay, well, we'll keep the money Yuck. until Thanks, we can determine Thanks, whether or not anybody's looking for it. Yep. And then they're like, okay, that'll be our plan. And, and the the first bad decision happens immediately when Lou is like, all right, you can't even tell your wife. And he's like, why would I tell my wife? Hard cut to him going, <laughs> hey, honey, look at this bag of fucking money well, I found. The funny, no, the funny part is, is uh, that, he, that he tells Lou, you can't tell your wife. Right. He, and he never says anything, and I think then, but, but he, he says, he tells Lou specifically, don't tell your wife. You're, you're so dumb, right. you're going to go tell your fucking wife. And that's, I but think then that's Lou hilarious. goes, you can't tell Sarah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, I know, but I think I'm that's, not stupid no. like you, Lou. I don't, of and then, and that's, then a Lou, hilarious, that's a hilarious then, cut, though. And then uh, he comes, actually, he comes home and he's like, what if we found a bag of money? What would yeah. you do? And she's like, I feel like you want me to say something, but uh, I don't know what it is. He's like, well, bizarre, I it's got really, a bag of money. It's pretty funny. It. It's actually yeah. kind of perfect because yeah. he's because when it's hypothetical, he's going like, what if we found a bag of money? And she's like, well, we're certainly not talking about this for real, so, you know, uh, that's be th- that'd be stealing, so I wouldn't take it, and I'd find the cops or something like that. Because what if it doesn't belong to anyone? Yeah. Well, well, it belongs to someone. Right. So I'm taking a hard line on this. I'm a moral person. And then he dumps uh, a giant pile of money on their coffee table. And she's like, let's keep it. Yeah. We're keeping the money. And immediately she's like, <laughs> she's into it, which I thought was a nice, was a nice bit. Oh, yeah. Like, she's into it. But then, like, they're, they're asleep that night. And she's like, wait, you got to go back out there. And you got to put some of the money back. And you got to make sure nobody sees you do it. And you yep. can't tell Jacob. And you can't take him with you. Yep. So what the fuck does he do? First thing he does is get his fucking stupid brother and takes him with him. Yeah. And then they run into a dude on a snowmobile who's like, what are y'all boys doing out here by this money plane? You didn't find no money out here, did you? Jacob, smashes his head in with a tire iron. Jacob is not the guy you want you on don't your want crime him team. But again, in any regard. That's, the second, that's the second straight occurrence where someone's going, don't do this. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to do that, though. And you know, you shouldn't even have to be told not to do this. Jacob is extremely Unreliable. stupid. But I do, also at the very beginning, like uh, before any, they find 
any money. He Jacob shows up and he's got Lou with him and he goes, "What is he doing here?" Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't like him. Yeah. And oh, he's like yeah, his brother's his Lou. brother's idiot friend. And so that's like one of the big problems is that Lou was even there yeah. at all. So if they like, it's like if Jacob and him had found the money. And it, you know, I, maybe he still would have gone and put some. I think it would, but it would have. Her her idea to put any of the money back is absolutely stupid. Yeah, yeah. All of her ideas. Her second idea is even stupider. But I think that yeah. one almost works if it weren't for guns. Well, the the her actual her second her second thing the third idea is the one you're talking about. The second thing she comes up with is later on she's like, "Look, I checked in the paper, and the paper said the bills weren't marked." Oh, and yeah. it's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh really? <laughs> So we're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> what well, says, well, says that the ba- the killer specifically asked demanded for unmarked demanded bills. Unmarked bills. Yeah, exactly. Which they aren't marked. <laughs> they aren't. That's true. that's true. They're not marked. That's true. That is true. I love. I love that. I I'm, I'm I love that shit at the end where it's like where, where you know it's like oh you guys would have been fucked regardless. Yeah. Well, just like, the, I, I just I like that whole I like birth. that whole thing. To me, to me that doesn't function as a twist, but that's just because I'm like, well, of course they were. I mean, I feel like I knew that the whole time. But yeah, okay. I mean, it, but it's funny. Still. Yeah, this yeah, is, is this is know. from just from its very tone. This is not the sort of movie where people are like, "We're rich" at the yeah, end. Of yeah. it. Like, this is the kind of movie where everything gets. No, fucked. not that, not that, but that that it would be because, of course, they wrote down the fucking serial numbers. Sure, but yeah, I'm not an sting, FBI. It's like a sting so operation yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's not drug money either. It's not drug money. It's ransom, ransom money from yeah. a kidnapping. Right, which is so it is like there is like a gray area where it's kind of like. Oh well, but but the plane did crash. Right. So. Right, right. But then someone didn't get ransom, so someone probably got killed because of that or something. Anyway. Yeah. We've all seen the movie Ransom. Yeah. They're they're also, and I always wonder about this sort of thing. But they're they're also like, if we keep the money, and then the cops find out that we kept the money, we're going to jail. Right. And I'm like, I don't. Would you go to jail? Wouldn't couldn't you just? Yeah. Oh, you just could as, probably do some jail. I think time, you'd yeah. get in tr- maybe, but w- wouldn't the cops just like find the money and be like, "I found the money"? Couldn't you just be stupid about it and go like, "I found the money"? And they'd be like, "Well, you can't just find the money." And then you'd be like, "I didn't know." And then wouldn't they just take the money and be like, "Well, we're probably yes." And they make, might make you pay restitution. They might, they something might give like you that. probation or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's still, just hard yeah. to imagine going nip, lock them up. They found money and kept it. That's yeah, right. We, nobody right. would do that. <laughs> we don't understand. That makes no sense. They probably could have gotten a reward for turning the money in. Yeah. I think maybe Bill Paxton brings that up. Or yeah, something. but then, the but I think they bring that up, and then it's like, but a reward? What's that like? What's that going mean, to be? Uh, I mean, like that's the thing is that the reward is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But gift certificate to Blockbuster Video, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, because uh, or or you four million dollars, yeah. <laughs> which is a lot more than a handshake. And like Lou is a Lou is a drunk, and he comes by. He wants his share of the money. He wants some of the money. He's like, peel off, just peel off a little bit. One I need pack. a little bit. because yeah. no he's money. a he's an unemployed drunk who. Uh, who was pointed out directly to him is is proud of be of proud of that uh, yeah. of that title. <laughs> well, because I'm not an unemployed town the town drunk who's proud of being the town drunk. <laughs> wow. and, and he has a shrewish wife low. who hates him. Uh, yeah, I, he has a wife. I did like that scene where he shows up and she starts throwing snowballs at the truck. She's like, "Where the fuck have you been?" I, <laughs> I thought like, they were, ah, I thought women, they were right? funny. I don't know. They They're, were. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I'm not know. bagging on this movie. I think the movie's. Oh great. no, no. I just I think that I you could see that scene. I think seeing that scene through the lens of 2021 and some people would go would would, would like call it on that oh, relationship yeah, yeah, being yeah. like handled in a funny way because it's like clearly it's a it's this whole someone would write a fucking 12 page essay about he is not a good relationship husband. being toxic. 
toxic or something. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's funny too. Right. <laughs> it's funny too because they show up and she immediately is like, you fucking piece of shit. And she's not wrong. No, no, he's absolutely. But then, but then she's when, also she's also isn't like when you know, shit pops off impressed. later and and uh, and Jacob oh, yeah. Jacob shoots him. Yeah, he's she's terrified and upset. Like she's like, no, my yeah. baby, my baby. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. like, I mean, I think she's it's she's, a real character. It's a real character. Yeah. yeah. And, we uh, were in a comfortable rut. <laughs> I mean, she loved him even though he's yeah. a piece of shit. That was part of their relationship. He was my piece of shit. Yeah. Yep. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And then she goes to get a gun from the kitchen. <laughs> They're probably brother and sister, too. So, you know, she loves him for uh, that reason, it's too. Minnesota, not the South. <laughs> but Could rural, have been Ohio. Rural Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what they get up to but, in Ohio. But this, but you this don't scene know. where uh, where um, <laughs> nothing good where Lou comes to get money from Bill Paxton. Why do you think Paxton? everybody in Ohio's got they got different companies for everything out there? It's weird. <sighs> the place is it. fucked up. It's like England. Anyway, do we, oh, did we talk Ohio, about did we talk like about how, how Billy Bob just just bludgeons that dude that poor dude on the snowmobile? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where <laughs> and then Bill Paxton like, suffocates him. And Bill Paxton's coming out of the woods and and he's like and hey. the guy's like. I'm gonna, he's like gonna drive over there and Billy Bob just like the only thing you can think of is to like hit him with a tire iron and you're like that's the worst thing you could do. I like it too because if he'd driven he goes, over to uh, Bill Paxton, he'd go, "What are you all doing out there?" He's like, "Oh, I th- he would come up with something and the guy would go, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna go away now." And you, yeah, yeah, you know they wouldn't have to try and cover it's up. It's also guy's funny because when the guy starts to drive over towards Bill Paxton, you hear Billy Bob go, "No, don't go there!" And he yeah, hits him no, on the head. It's that wide shot yeah. of, of of Bill from Bill Paxton's point of view of just like him going. And you're like, oh, and he's, you just see him going, no. <laughs> this is this is like quintessential just bad plans from the very yeah. beginning because Bill Paxton's like, all right, I'll take you along, and you sit here by the car, and if anybody comes by, just tell them you're you're fixing a tire or something like that. Uh, and that, but then like later on when he when he's coming back and he hears that he's interacting with someone before he even knows how south it's going, he's just like, oh no, <laughs> someone. And it's like, well, if you knew that maybe someone would, they're not like in the desert somewhere. There is, it's right. rural, but there's like stuff around yeah and he's just like the, the very idea that billy bob is having an interaction with anybody he's like ah i, mean, I gotta get there before he fucks it although all his, up. Plan, his plan i mean his plan of bringing him along simple plan. is actually not terrible because it because then like he part if his car's part the car's parked out there for a reason yeah. and then when bill paxton comes out you know whatever then but ideally billy bob thornton would be able to go like oh yeah i got a flat tire right and the person would move on this old man just is jabbering on about foxes and shit though uh, before, before we even get to the uh to, to this scene where billy bob almost kills an, an old man like when they first like the night after they've unloaded all the money into their truck uh the the sheriff shows up yeah. Yeah. comes by and he's like what are you boys up to and bill paxton's like right. i'll deal with this and he goes over he's like hey how's going well you know we're just blah 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 lies and stuff and billy pop pops out of the car and comes over he's like hey you talk about the plane did you tell him uh, or, like you just immediately you, you tell him about the plane he's, he's like, like why did you fucking dumb was lou's idea to tell him about the plane no you saw the dumber guy told you to do something dumb Jeez. and he did it just Oh, God. But I like that part because it goes like, because then the cop goes like, oh, what about that? And they're like, oh, we heard a plane. And it's like, it's, it's kind of like, at that point, nothing. But you know that it's like, well, that's going to be a thing that comes Why would back. he bring up, we heard a plane? Yeah, because eventually there's going to be a someone looking for that money, mm-hmm. for that plane. Because that's $4 million. That's not a little bit of money. <laughs> so yeah, Billy this Bob. plan is going south really fast. Billy Bob's walloped this dude, and then Bill Paxton's like, "I'll, uh, I'll, I'll suffocate just him. Take him into. I'll just take him out into the woods and stash his. They think he's dead. Bill yeah. Paxton like puts him up on the snowmobile with him, and he's driving him. The guy comes back. He's like, ah! <laughs> Bill Paxton falls off, and of course has to suffocate him to death. And so you get this shot of Bill, this shot of Bill Paxton being like, "Oh, I'm yeah. killing a guy. This sucks." And then he's got to push him in his snowmobile off a fucking bridge <laughs> onto <laughs> to a to frozen make it, river to make it look like he crashed off the bridge. <laughs> 
And this guy's legs like break backwards and stuff yeah. when he lands. And he's like, ah, all right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, Sam Raimi direct oh. this? <laughs> yeah, it's the, same, it's the Sam Raimi movie. Uh, yeah. And then, and, and and then, then Lou. Then Lou that's, wants money. That's when Lou comes up to him. And that, that scene is also very funny to me because Lou's like, he starts out very... Um, it's a good performance. I think he's really great at oh, it. Yeah. But it's like this quintessential this guy where's like, I want my money. You give me my money. And then and then Bill Paxton's basically like, I don't even have it here. And this and that. And then, then Lou goes, yeah. <laughs> I, I owe money. I got nothing. <laughs> he just immediately switches in. So Bill Paxton goes like, oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, let's see what I can do. And he goes into the closet and reaches into like a jar. And he's like, here you go. It's like $40. 40. And he goes, $40? <laughs> Come on, I like when man. he's like, "You ask me again, I'll burn it right now. I'll burn that money right now. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> I thought you said you didn't have it. And this is, and then, and at this point, of course, uh, Billy Bob has told Lou about the killings. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, they're very, very good friends, and you understand why because it's his, nobody I mean, else would be friends with either one of them. Well, it's his, like his only friend. It's his only friend, and he's clearly there's clearly some issue between the two brothers because Jacob is like, "You think you're better than me?" They, yeah. Yes, he does think he's better. He, he does, yeah, you know. But it comes up more than once. Well, it comes up. There's a whole thing about you know. Well, you went to college. Why do you think they lost? You know, he blames him. Daddy for killed the, himself because you went to college. Well, he blames him for them losing the farm because they spent all this money on him going to college yeah. and yeah. this shit. You know, which and 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 I'm sure there's if none of that is the truth. Yeah, probably, obviously, like none not. of their problems are the truth. But you know, and then later on, well, yeah, he killed himself. You know, you Bill Paxton didn't know. He, so? I didn't know he killed. There's a lot of talk about their dad hey, killing yeah, himself. Come on, man. Come you didn't, you didn't know who he drove that every day. Of course he killed himself. I love that. I really love Billy Bob Thornton's performance in this. That scene was very center piece of the whole There's thing. There's a very sad scene towards the end where he's talking about not ever being with a woman. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh, she went, she went out with me because that was a bad, her friends gave her $100. Yeah, but it was, still, but, but it was still, but you know, it was cool. It was, it was cool. cool. He, I love how he she's says nice. cool. She'd say oh, hi to me in the hallway sometimes. I was cool. She didn't yeah. have to do that. She's mm-hmm. just, he is just fucking pathetic. <laughs> His best scene in the movie is the scene where they're all drinking. And, uh, and he's oh, making this is the Bill best. Fun. This is the he's best making fun of Bill movie. Paxton talking about how it's he's drinking his so whiskey. Great. Like, uh, he's sipping his little whiskey. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, fucking. That that's seems hard. great. We got to we got to get to that scene. That's that the best seems part great of the movie. because it's the part where they're where Bill Paxton has this whole plan. I love that she comes up with this plan right after she gave birth. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's I just holding love, a, a a baby. She's like, a, I mean, she's a really, new, it's really a new infant. It's really like you know, Lady Macbeth. Oh yeah, one hundred percent character. But uh, but much better than some other ones that get pointed out as that. What, what's it from like Mystic River? Like, I really like that in Mystic River. Laura I think it's okay, but like her I, speech I think, is so good. I think that's a good speech, but she does it at the end of the movie. Right, and right, that's right. It. I think in this, like, it's much more like because Lady Macbeth, if you've read her, yeah, she's Macbeth, bad the whole time. Is like okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Here's the plan yeah. right away. She also like kind of you know is a little, a little bit responsible. It's a little bit the same because she also like is like do this and do that, and Macbeth does it, and it's like makes it yeah. worse. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Really does. Um, but so, but she, but that where she just like they have their newborn baby and, and Bill Paxton at this point is kind of like alright isn't this great everything's normal we, you know he's not even yeah, thinking yeah. about the $4 million enjoy dollars. this moment I'm having we have a baby and she goes okay here's the plan and he's like what plan why are you talking about this right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I just want to smell this baby's head a we, little bit we Come literally on. just had a baby <laughs> And and she's like, you need to get, you need to bring a tape recorder to Lou's house yeah. and get him to confess to the murder. And she's like, but he didn't even do the murder. She's like, yeah, but you know, but, but make get him have that, to I mean, do it anyways. You'll have that dumb. over him, which is you know, okay. He's mm-hmm. fucking stupid as shit. You can get him to, do, you can get him to, and indeed you can. <laughs> they did. I love. Indeed they did. But, I, indeed but what they I, do. what yeah, but that's great because he's like, first of all, he's like, Lou would never go hang out with me if I said I was going to hang out with him. So he's got to bring Billy gotta Bob. Bring he's got to bring. Right, he's got to bring him along, and he's, and he's like, okay, well you come along with me and then they're out drinking they end up at his house and they're just you know hammered and then like billy bob starts making fun of him which is great because at that point in the movie 
they ha- there is like a lot of tension between them. Yeah. And so you and, and Billy Bob is saying some shit like, uh, "You it's, never, his, it's, Lou's always been more of a brother than me and you ever oh, were." We and they're making fun also, of the way he drinks. Why are we even doing this? Have you ever seen anybody? You seen anybody drink whiskey like that? Like before? We forgot that during the scene in the hospital before this, he brings he brings a a gift for the little girl. And it's it's great. It, she she, she he gives it to Bridget Fonda, and it's just in a crumpled paper bag yeah. with, a, with a thin pink ribbon around it. And later they open it, and it's this like rumpled. And she's like teddy bear. She's like, oh, what is this? She's like, and she old. and he goes, oh no, that's Jacob's teddy bear. He had it since he was a little kid. And she's like, oh, I guess it is nice, a nice gift. Then yeah. practically like throws it. Aside. I know. <laughs> it's anyway, fucking, then and then, then no, the, I, the no, scene I do love drinking. It's really telling because she doesn't. She clearly doesn't like him. Yeah, yeah. She, there's, there's, there's times a, there's a when, when he's like. Like shows up at the house and he's like he's gonna stay here for and she's like really and it's like that yeah. is his brother there's for a fuck's great sake. dinner scene earlier too where he comes in and he takes yeah. off his coat and he goes ta da because yeah. he's wearing like slightly nicer clothes or whatever he's so great <laughs> he's so great in it that's a nice scene too because see he's he's having fun with his brother in that yeah. scene like they're yeah. they're on good terms there yeah. But uh, but the scene where they're drinking and like but before all, all the hell, all hell breaks loose and Lou and everybody dies, yeah. uh, they, where they get him to confess. But like that was that's so good because it goes from him making fun of Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is actually going like, "Well, fuck, I'm gonna leave then. You know what? This isn't this isn't the plan that we had. So I'm fuck you. I'm leaving." And yeah. he starts storming out, and then he's like, "Billy Bob's actually then, doing a kind of like genius move." Yeah, and then he like goes like, "Oh, what? Well, how about you pretend to be him doing the murder or whatever?" Yeah, yeah. But, but, but like, before we get before we get to what? that part, my absolute favorite part in the whole movie, and it's where you you really understand the relationship between Lou and Billy Bob too, because like Billy Bob obviously has never had any friends, and Lou literally legitimately thinks Billy Bob is funny because Billy Bob's impressions are terrible. They do all their <laughs> shitty jokes together, and but stuff. Billy Bob does like a tight five at one point, and this is when he <laughs> Billy Bob's going like, "Ah, fuck Bill Paxton, do you think he's better than us?" And then Lou's going like, "Do that, do that impression of him when he was like running down when he was walking down the field that one time." And he's like, "Okay, okay." And and he like stands up and he's like, yeah, and it's like the worst comedy you've ever seen in the world. Where he's like, yeah, you know, that one time he's uh, try, trying to oh, come down the field and he's like, mm, you know what I'm talking about, you know. And then and, and Lou's Lou's just like, ah, yes. And then he's like, do a pressure of drinking. It. You ever see, uh, you ever see him drinking? You know, we like to drink. We like to get fucked up. And then he take a drink, you know, and then like, and then he just sip, sip, and he like enjoys is he, it. Like, is he Billy Bob or is he Boomhauer? He's a bit, he's a bit <laughs> Boomhauer in that scene. He's very stuttery. Who, who you ever seen drink? Who's who you see drink like that? It's really funny who though because it's, like that? it's just the idea of a person like enjoying a sip of a drink is so comical <laughs> to him. You know, you see him uh, drink, 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 drink. That's how I drink my whiskey. <laughs> That's what it's like. Uh, but that's cool. That's cool. Like a city folk. Yeah. And, and so, and so, at this point, uh, it, it like if uh, I drank it like a regular person, you'd never see me after I open a bottle of whiskey. God I mean, damn. I think I think you wouldn't have a movie the rest of the movie if they don't. But there is another thing too, where he shows him the tape recorder, and I guess the point of him showing because they record Lou pretending to be yes, uh, Bill Paxton confessing, confessing to, the to the murder. And so they have that on tape, but then he shows him the tape recorder, which I guess it makes sense because it's supposed to be like now hey, I got gotcha. you, now I got this over you. Uh, but also, like, if they didn't show that to him, then they wouldn't, he wouldn't die, him and his wife wouldn't die in the next few minutes. Maybe show it to him when he isn't full-on hammered drunk. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean, I guess he's drunk a but lot. But I mean, I guess the plan is to, like, go, like, we got you, so now don't fucking 
quit quit trying to fuck up our simple plan. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. This, the plan's a little less simple at this point. But at this yeah, point, it's, it's a very complicated mo- plan. Mostly complicated plan. It's fairly yeah. complicated at this point. Yes. But uh, but uh, Billy Bob's should have called like, it a fairly complicated, fairly complicated plan. plan. Done this thing to get to, to get like Lou on his side, and then and Bill Paxton's like, oh well, shit, yeah, this went totally south, and Billy Bob abandoned me, and then he's like, uh, you know, now 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 Lou, you do an impression, yeah. do an impression of what it, what it would be like if he's confessing to a murder, and then Lou fucking does it. Yeah. Bill Paxton immediately pulls out the videotape, and then Lou ah! go, and then Lou is like, finds out that Billy Bob was in on it too. He's so dumb; he never figured out until Billy Bob talks about it that he was in on it. And he's yeah. like, "You, you're supposed to be my friend. Where's my gun? Yeah. <laughs> oh no!" He goes and gets a shotgun. Yeah. And then, and then they got a Mexican standoff going on for a little while. Yeah, because 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 Billy Bob gets because then he gets his his gun out of the truck and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to choose he's a, between his best Jacob, friend and his Jacob shoots Jacob's Lou. A good shot too. Jacob shoots Lou right in the right in the neck. Blood spatter hits yeah. uh, Bill Paxton. Pretty yeah. cool. And of course, uh, uh, Jacob's not not cool with this. He's a little freaked out by all the bodies that are piling up. Yeah. I think that he didn't want to shoot his, his own best hands. friend, who was maybe going to shoot his brother. And then yeah. the and then the wife's <laughs> like, "Oh no!" And then and Bill Paxton's, Bill Paxton's like, "All right, we got to get our story straight here." And she's like, "What fucking story?" That seems he's really like that good money, too. and he's kind of like, I think he's kind of going like, "Well, the money's still yours," and she's like. Well, fu- you, I don't care. I don't care you fucking the murdered fucking this guy. My favorite part of the scene is when he picks up the gun that she was going to use to shoot him, to shoot Bill, Bill Paxton, because yeah. she's got a little pistol. He picks it up, and she's like, no, no, don't. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And he's like, I wasn't going to. Wait, I wouldn't shoot. And then it all goes wrong. Well, yeah. then she goes into the kitchen and gets a different gun. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, he no. she just picks up the shotgun. He picks up the shotgun. That's right. yeah. He picks up the shotgun, cause, and he's like, okay, we're going to get our story straight. Yeah. And then she runs into the kitchen. She's like, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. He's like, no, I wasn't going to. I'm not going to do that. And she runs into the kitchen. It's dark, and you don't see. And then she turns around and just starts Open, oh, it just opens fire on him with yeah. this other gun she had in the knife drawer or yeah, whatever. she's like the guy from Pulp Fiction. He, she just misses yeah. him. She's like four feet away from <laughs> he him. He launches her into the air with she a 12 she, like hysteri- yeah. she is a little hysterical at the time. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, To be fair, she's Probably like, not shooting the gun all that often. Yeah, I mean, it does. It doesn't... It, it really doesn't make the, a good argument for people just having guns around. Did like that, that'll that fucking be a good gun protection. she had? It was bigger than her. <laughs> uh, and then he shoots her with a shotgun and she flies. And it's like quintessential Raimi. It's just like this blast Boom. of pure of pure yeah. Raimi kind of in the middle of a less Raimi-ish movie. It's awesome. I love that shit. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> this whole sequence she just is just, flies like across the, the, the just the best. It's when I really love this movie. It's pretty riveting. And then he has to go out and he's like explaining to Jacob like the, the sequence of events that they'll tell him what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, you know, which actually and makes per- sense. Pretty it, good. It works. Yeah, I mean, it, it make it it like is like, and then that was what you know because the they, least surprising he thing shot in the, the world. ceiling to scare Bill back, and he's yeah, like, yeah. well, he tried to shoot me, and he shot the whatever, and then yeah. you shot him because and he he'd already murdered his wife. Yeah, this family's already this this couple's already been like Harlan from uh, One False Move, where the cops are out there exactly. like three times yeah. a week dealing with the domestic. Yeah, disturbance. Hurricane would show up and go like, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yep, they kill. Yeah, we kinda, it was we were all, expecting him to blow each other away. It was bound to happen. Yeah. That scene, there's a scene that comes up pretty quick after this where he's he's talking to the sheriff, and the sheriff's like, "Now Jacob said that you guys went out at a different like he he you followed him out, and you didn't go out at the same time, and that's not what you said." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can see well, I can see why that. he would have thought that." And he yeah. on the fly comes up with a pretty convincing yeah. uh, a v- version of that event. Yeah, and then the sheriff thinks about it for a second, and you can see the look on his face where he's like. I guess I gotta buy that. 
Yeah. But Sheriff isn't like, I think the Sheriff is like, he's not also suspicious wanting, so He's much. wanting to believe him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, okay. Is, yeah. Is the Sheriff's awesome in this. Is he the guy from who played the crooked senator in Last, uh, Boy, Last Scout. Boy Scout? He's also, the ri- yeah. the, he's also the dead girl's father in The Gift. Yeah, that's right. He's in a ton of shit, and I don't know the guy's I name. I don't know yeah. how I can't remember his he's name. Great. He's extremely so recognizable. But he's always he's playing great in this. either like nice regular guys or like the worst kind of shifty asshole. But it's like senators and mayors yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. <laughs> he has a really funny scene a little bit later on. Yeah, and he's but, got that look. You know, he yeah. just, he's perfect. He's great in this. Perfectly cast character actor. Oh, yeah. A, a perfectly cast that guy. Uh, this so movie pretty much across the board is really perfectly cast. I think oh, everybody yeah, yeah. everybody's solid in it. I mean, yeah. I pa- Paxton Fonda. is a, Paxton is the straight man. Yeah, and so he's like, but he so he's not doing he's not doing as much as he did in like even one false move where he's kind of playing up the hickishness of Hurricane. Yeah, but in this one he's very downplayed. But I mean, he's playing off of all these other characters who are uh, dumb or or evil. <laughs> yeah. We can't have uh, Lou and Billy Bob and Bill Paxton in full, back, full Paxton mode. Right. That would just be too much. <laughs> you put Jacob in charge? <laughs> why'd, you put, why'd you put Brent Briscoe Game in over, charge? Man. Game over. Uh, so like, uh, Would somebody with a simple plant be himself? <laughs> I got a little dick. I'm naval, I'm naval in. <laughs> The vet gets some wet. Yeah. Uh, but there, so like uh, Lou is is gone. It really sort of seems like uh, that part of the, the maybe the plan's starting to get simple again. Like it's all <laughs> it's all getting tidy. They buy they buy their Lou. story, and so you're like, okay, okay, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe they'll get to keep the money. And then that's when uh, that's when the feds show up. The feds or Gary Cole, maybe the the, F- the Fibby man, the FBI man shows yeah. up. Very well dressed though. Very well presented. Yeah. Looks like a fed, and, and he, he shows wants, up. He wants to be taken out to the site of the plane. Yep. Because well, uh, Billy Bob had told him about the plane earlier, and mm-hmm. so the sheriff is like, I, I know a guy about to said something plane. about this, a plane, so let's get him out here. This FBI guy's looking for a plane. And this is the one part where Bridget Fonda is like, on he, it. Did he, did did he show he, you his did badge? Did you see his badge? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's the FBI guy. But did he show you a badge? Did he show the sheriff a badge? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Well, well, that, you probably should make sure because I think it's this guy. And she points a picture that's blurry, and in the defense like of everybody, this? go like, I don't know. He, He's no. got a beard too. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't look like that. He didn't have a beard. Well, he could have shaved. You know, right, right. It, it doesn't. But you look at that picture and you're like, I guess that could be Gary Cole. Right. It also could be any a million other guys. Like, she has to wait to call the FBI till nine o'clock to call the FBI and find out if this guy uh-huh. is actually working for the FBI. That's like when he's having the meeting. Yeah. So he's like with them, with the sheriff and Gary Cole in the office, just waiting for his wife to call and say whether or not this guy is an actual yeah. fed. Yeah. Meanwhile, he sees the key. The guy, you know, the sheriff gets the gets pulled has like his his gun gun cabinet key very well hidden under a cup or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, actually, I got it. Can I use the phone? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And he so he gets sneaks a gun out of the gun cabinet while. The sheriff and FBI Gary Cole yeah. with are, bullets that he doesn't because he doesn't clearly know anything about bullets because he doesn't have the right ammo. Well, he's looking through the desk and yeah. there's a, and bunch, of a bunch of loose bullets, bullets in there. I mean, I like that too because no, that's, that's me because that's me in that fucking scene. I'm like, I got the gun, and then you're like, okay, now put bullets in it, and you're like, this guy, this cop has like 40 different guns in here, and so it's just a bunch of loose bullets that he would know, yeah, by sight. Which bullets go in which gun? But you're like, uh, for me and Bill Paxton in this case, it'd be like, uh, I don't. This gun yeah, bullet's too no, big. I, this, I don't fucking bullets. Bullets. You just put bullets in there. Aren't they all the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why aren't they all the same? Gun bullet. That's it. There's a re- fucking hysterical scene that had me laughing out loud with the sheriff, kind of like before it, uh, the shit hits the fan, where uh, Bill Paxton's like, uh, when the, the FBI guy's not there, and Bill Paxton's like, "Did you uh, get the badge? guy's badge?" Yeah. And he's like, "Why would you ask me that question? Why, you know, why would I, I just know?" Think but it's he's cool. like, "I just think it's cool. Even tell me about the badge. <laughs> maybe he'll let you see his gun too." <laughs> yeah. And so later on, he's like, "Maybe I can arrange a ride along that you can take <laughs> yeah. with this guy." <laughs> He's 
like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Oh. <laughs> just giving him shit for being like a little boy about this stuff. <laughs> it's really That's funny. Uh, but she call she calls the sheriff's office right before. So he he's he's got to wait for her call, and she calls and she's like, it's, it's him. him. It's yeah. him. get out of there. Get out of there! You have to. That's actually. They, don't they say that while they're in the office together? And they're yeah. all still in the yeah, office. Yeah, and they're like, "Come on!" We and he go. decides and he's like, that oh. he's going to see it through because he uh, kind of wants to also save the sheriff to his credit. Yeah, because yeah. he's worried about what's going like, to happen. He's going to kill him, and she's like, "Well, who cares? Who cares? You know, whatever. Don't. Why would you worry about that?" Yeah. And he's like, "But like, I gotta not be a total bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> I, this is he's he's in the in the movie he's very con- he's conflicted the entire time like yeah. he at first is like we should call the cops about the money and the other two guys are like no we'll keep the money and he's like well that is a good idea he's getting pushed around by a lot of people yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what leads to the final showdown they drive out to where the plane was yeah. and Billy Bob shows up at this point and because uh, he earlier had called and said I'm not feeling good I'm not coming yeah but I think Bridget called him yeah. and said it's the bad guy so you need to go protect him uh, yeah. certainly you won't fuck anything up well I mean and in this case it's not his fault no but that was and that was after that that was like this is like just after that scene where they have that nice the, his whole speech about not being, with, not being with a woman and yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And stuff it's, and just it's just sort the of saddest like, character in human history <laughs> oh Jesus Christ which I mean because that speech alone I mean and also a couple other scenes where you see his apartment and he's like his brother's yelling at him he's like I should get rid of that Christmas tree might start a fire and he's like are you even listening to me he's like I was just saying I wasn't like interrupting you I was just talking about the Christmas tree because I'm like I get you on fire I don't I don't know <laughs> Uh, he feels so, very lived in. Yeah. He, oh man, it's just really amazing in a sad way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the saddest guy in the world. Um, but yeah, uh, so they get out there. They're going out to the and you know, it's they're all they're all going different paths. They're like, let's all go a different way until we find the the plane. And obviously, Billy Bob and Bill Paxton both know where the plane is. Yeah. They're they're trying to like the Bill Paxton is kind of, kind of cleaning up some of the stuff from yeah. he's like picking up beer cans from when they were there before. And this and that, and it all ends up um, in the, in the show in the inevitable showdown where uh, they like find the plane, and the sheriff's like, "I found the plane," and the Gary Cole's coming up behind him, and Bill Paxton's running toward him, going like, "No, no, look out, look out!" Look out. And the guy's like, "What? Do you want to go for another ride along? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He of course he did not. Carl. He did not save him. No, Sheriff Carl didn't make it. Uh, and then and then Gary Cole's like, "Get in there and get the fucking money," you know. He yeah. pulls out the money and he goes, "Where's the rest of it?" <laughs> Because obviously it's not all it's there. It's not all there. <laughs> it's mostly. And meanwhile, not there. while he's in the plane, he's like trying to get bullets into the gun. Right. Yeah. And he, and might, he might even just get one bullet into the gun. All, he's this dropping scene all is uh, maybe even a little bit much. He he is I spending it. so it's it's so long. He's yeah. he's got like eight bullets in his hand. He's just trying to put one bullet in. And he keeps dropping them over and Gary over and Cole over is again. Getting pissed. He starts shooting. He his, starts shooting into the plane. Like yeah. he, what was? <laughs> he really fucks this up. Finally, he finally gets one round into the chamber. God damn. Well, the plane is like also like on this. It's yeah. like there's a lot stacked ba- against It's tipping him. back and forth. Plus he's nervous. It's Plus cold. He just saw a guy get murdered in front of him. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's all stacked against his him. His whole simple plan is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this plan's gotten crazy. Uh, so he gets some money out and he's like, "Where's the rest of it?" And uh, then, well, then Billy Bob shoots Gary Cole, Bob. right? No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. I think Bill Paxton kills Gary Cole. He goes. Gary oh, Cole. Right. Gary Cole says to him, "I guess you and me are going to have a lot of explaining to do." Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, and, and, he then, goes, and then, yeah, yeah he yeah. goes, "Nope, just me," and yeah, shoots yeah, him right in, right. The, right in the face. Before he does that, he does one of those classic, like, "You couldn't kill a man. You know, you don't have what it takes to kill a man. I know what what kind of guy you are." And yeah. then, of course, right. Bill, Bill Baxter shoots him in the head. Shoots him in the head. Yeah, bodies have been piling up. And quite at a bit that point, like you know. I mean, if you're going to kill a guy, this guy seems like a bad sure. guy. <laughs> but then the problem is, Jacob is like, I have, I've had it. 
I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to kill myself. And if Jacob kills himself, they'll never get away with this. But Jacob, but Jacob, that's like that's like it goes straight from that scene where he's yeah. like going like my life is just you know, and the whole movie's been this guy going like I don't know about my life. What is it even? Kind of. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, you got to kill me. You have to shoot me because it's going to look weird if I do it myself. But I'll do it myself if you don't do it. And you're yeah. like, it's like, fuck. Yeah. He <laughs> says he says just like one short line that's pretty like. Ugh. He's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn. Yeah. And he's just holding the gun up, and it's like, you got to kill me or I'll kill myself and ruin everything. And Bill Paxton has to kill his own brother. Yeah. And it's like, ah! And you get this like quintessential of this kind of movie shot where he's like, he's like on his knees and he's surrounded by dead bodies going like, ah! Yeah. It really has led to this. <laughs> really, uh, really and unraveled. Think, but then you're thinking, well, they probably have like, uh, at least, they, at least they have four million dollars mm-hmm. that they can just use yeah. willy nilly. No, but no. then, but then he's talking to the feds and they are explaining. They're like, "Well, the money was we wrote down the serial numbers. We did, of the we money did, they anyway. didn't want to mark, but we, you know, we did have like they like we had like an hour before the uh, we gave the money over. So they had like a certain a tiny tiny window of time where they had the money before they yeah. had to take it to the bad guys or whatever. So if they even tried to spend that money, they would have got caught. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so they had like a team of FBI guys writing hurriedly writing down some of the serial numbers. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the last thing you see is Bill Paxton burning the money. Oh, and Bridget Fonda crying yeah, in the background, crying in the trying background. to stop him. He's yeah. like shoving her down when she's like, "No, don't burn the money." And yeah. He'll shove her down. Like, damn, take that. Now, 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 hear <laughs> me out on this one. What, what if you just held on to that money for like several years? That's what I said. Wouldn't work. Yeah. What if you held on to that money for like ten years? Wouldn't work. What if you like someone would find they'd still have those, those serial numbers on a watch right, list? Yes, one hundred percent. What if you just sort of like used a hundred every now and again just for it, whatever? Because it will turn up at a bank at some point. And someone there's a they're going to be they're able saying, to trace cash, for, like even yeah. if it's been through several transactions. Not necessarily, but they like and the more you spend, the more you'd find out. The more that would get flagged, and eventually they'd be able to narrow it down to to roughly where it was being spent. You'd start to figure stuff out. Mm. Yeah, maybe. They, they, I think they would. Well, couldn't you? Could you? Could you take that money and like fl- fly some of it somewhere to like a Swiss bank account or something? That, that's that's what I was thinking. Slowly over time. The, the only like thing the, you could, like the Wolf, like of, Wolf Wall of Wall Street. Street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you managed to get that cash into a Swiss bank account or something that was not legally traceable, yeah. you might be able to spend it. Because you could. But that's easier said than done. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. just can't. And these people. Th- these people aren't the type of people who have the means to necessarily the, take a bunch the, of flights over to Switzerland yeah. and then people and. All also not You'd have, have to spend some of the money to get to Switzerland. Exactly, and also not have people asking questions like, why are you guys yeah. flying to Switzerland so much? <laughs> the only other thing I could think of is that you would find somebody capable of laundering the cash. So you would give them the $4.4 million and get $3.5 million in clean cash back. Yeah. But that's more likely to get you into a different kind of trouble. And also that requires... You know who does that is drug dealers. That re- yeah, and, actually, and, and that requires a thing that comes up in movies a lot, but that in real life is we wouldn't have, which is just you have to find... You have to like figure out who to who? talk to. Yeah. Who? How do you like? If I I stole some stuff right. that was worth money, you don't know. I wouldn't offense. know. What, I wouldn't know what to fucking do with it. Yeah. I don't know a guy who is a fence. I don't know a guy who knows a guy who's a fence. You know. I wouldn't know what to do with it. So you know, it's like normal people wouldn't. These people wouldn't be yeah. able to do anything with this. You money. just gotta wait until the dark web is invented <laughs> in a few years. We'll <laughs> be fine. I yeah. mean, they could probably put it into Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Right. Bitcoin. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We're there gonna make. Go. We're gonna sell an NFT of Billy Bob's dentures. The money is now laundered. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that I was. I thought about that scene a lot watching this too, because it's like there's also that line in that scene where he's like, you know, who would miss a couple million dollars is drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. What are you animals? Have you ever heard of plates? 
And that's where Bill Paxton is back at his shitty seed job, waiting for his boss to die or whatever, yeah. so he can get a promotion or some shit. And he's like, "I used to be happy, and you know, yeah. that's my story." Well, I think that's the thing is that, like, the start of the movie, he's like, "I was happy," and the beginning of the movie is when he's happy. But it's you know brought up during the movie that his wife apparently is could be much happier yeah. in oh, her life. Oh, yeah. So I think that's the thing is that he, this guy's whole world is like falling apart because he's like, not only is it like this whole plan, he's got to kill people and his, kill his brother and stuff, but then it's also like halfway through the movie, his wife's like, you know, I could be fucking happier. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, jeez, I, I thought we, I thought things were pretty good. We have yeah. a kid in a house. I, I don't, don't I think I don't hate my job or whatever. I, I wish, wish it was better, but... God, okay. Yeah. Fuck. This is, this is like she like just just a couple items, but she has a whole long speech about how fucking miserable her life is, and it's very it's rich with salient details. <laughs> where she's going like it's not like it's it's just like a life that so many people lead. It's hard mm-hmm. to be like that. Yeah. miserable or right. like to feel that sorry for her because she's like we only get to go out to dinner on special occasions skipping the appetizer coming, coming home, home for, for dessert? dessert now you kill your brother mister <laughs> so we could have this money it's just sort of like you have a fucking house lady yeah. but i mean i don't but i think that the idea is that like you know yeah you have a fucking house but like pfft, but that's like so classic, fucking what like, i'm in the middle of fucking you re- know. yeah regular americans wanting to have more sort of yeah, stuff all that yeah, sort of yeah. shit yeah yeah like yeah. Um, the grass is greener. The grass, exactly. But the, the snow is whiter. Snow is snow is yeah whiter. <laughs> it was fun. We discovered this because like it's their back at their shitty jobs. His job seems shitty. It's a seed factory. She's again a, works at a library. library. <laughs> it doesn't seem so bad. But she's miserably putting uh, books back into the shelf. And if you freeze frame it, you'll notice that one of the books she's putting back in the shelf is Stephen King's Christine. Mm. What? Nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Nice, nice shout out, Sam Raimi. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Good job, Sam. <laughs> she should be putting back a book that's just like how to steal a million or something like that. How to launder money. You know, what's uh how come Ted's not in this movie at all? Where's I don't know. Ted? I don't Where's know. Ted Raimi? Maybe he's in the he maybe he's in the uh the wife suit when she gets <laughs> shot through is the he window. In the, is he actually it's not a it's not a dummy, it's like Ted, it's Raimi, Ted Raimi wearing uh-huh. a costume of the dead pilot getting crows pecking out <laughs> yeah, of his I mean, eyes. It might be for all we know. I wouldn't Just be surprised. He's Ted like, Raimi hey, plays Ted, I got a job for you to do with this. He's like, Oh, do I have to get crows pecking my eyes out? Ted or Raimi some plays Billy Bob Thornton in at least three scenes. <laughs> that was Ted Raimi going off into the, the frozen into the frozen river, his legs getting broken backwards. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was I, I looked on the Wikipedia for this. I was, t- I was talking about how it was in development for a while. So Mike Nichols was originally going to do it in, wow. uh, in 93. But he he uh, he eventually didn't. It, it got stuck in development hell, but Ben Stiller worked on it okay. as a director. John Dahl. Okay, oh, yeah, that would have yeah, fit yeah, for sure. Yeah. Both of the, he turned it down. Okay. Oh, John Dahl did. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and then in 1997, it got the company that owned the rights closed down, and it got sold to Paramount. And John Borman was going to do it. Wow. Sure. Okay. And then that didn't work out for a long time until finally it, it came to uh to Raimi. Wow, crazy. So Raimi's kind of a gun for hire on this. I think it's a good fit, though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I that's mean, great. you know, I he don't does know. a great job. I think that's 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 the thing that is the best about because you, you can it is that movie when you that you're like why are you guys being so dumb all the time a lot of that's straight from the script but Raimi kills it on like the suspense scenes and stuff yeah you know I don't know I think it's really really good uh, was this before or after the baseball one this was before I think that. this is before but because yeah, this was sort of his first like serious quote unquote serious movie right where it was like ninety eight yeah when did the gift come out 
uh, 2000. 2000. Oh, okay. So, yeah. this Because this one it was one where it's sort of like, oh, re- you know, is that thing that people always go like, oh, Sam Raimi directed a real movie. And you're like, well, fucking Evil Dead 2 is a real movie. It's just <laughs> uh, it's not a genre that you consider a real movie. Oscar voters or whatever, you know. People who like uh, Green Book, you know, go like, well, does Sam Raimi ever do any real movies? Like Green Book? Like Come Green, on. You know, something like Green Book or Driving Miss Daisy or another kind of movie where someone drives someone around. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Um... Have this. There's a really uh, a line that really cracked me up in this one where Bridget Fonda's really <laughs> laying it on thick. Where it's kind of like, uh, what if they uh, what if they find out about what if they suspect me or something? Another one of her harebrained schemes, and she goes, "Nobody would ever believe you'd be capable of doing what you've done." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Ouch. Damn. She's great too. Like uh, I, yeah. You were Matt was saying you were saying earlier, Miss Bridget Fonda. I truly like watching this. Like watch this and Jackie Brown, and you're just like, oh man, she is yeah, awesome. Yeah, '90s Bridget Fonda. I mean, she retired. Yeah. She she got married, had children, retired happily. Good oh, yeah. for her. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, oh, 100 good for her. I'm just saying, as a as a viewer, yeah, I yeah. miss that she's around. But I'm I, happy I that too. she's. I'm happy that she's happy. But I mean, somewhere. so many other actresses from that time period that we like, you know, maybe they just stopped getting work. Yeah. She yeah. chose to leave. Good for her. I wish she had made a different choice because she is so good. Yeah. Sitting on all that Fonda money. <laughs> <laughs> for years, Tarantino threatened to make a Giallo with Bridget Fonda. I know. I was never, like, will you please happened. just, oh, just do it? Pull the right. trigger. Uh, this is this is a funny, like a really great line read where Billy Bob, like Bill Paxton's like trying to get Billy Bob to do another thing he doesn't want to do. And he's like, dad would want us to have the money. And he goes, oh, you don't know what dad would do. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob's line readings in this are amazing. That's fucked up. Like, I do, I do love the way he says cool. Because it's yeah. just like, that's, he's so that character. Like, I think the characters are all all pretty good. But I feel like. Did you ever see Affleck's impersonation he's the one who, of Billy he's the one Bob? Who, he's the one who like feels like it's a real character. Like this guy, this guy is a real person. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's great. I, uh, I think so. It's on the Armageddon commentary tracks. He's What's like, he, he talks about how Billy Bob was just like making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> he's like, you weren't even supposed to be in this till that Titanic come out, and they decided they want a romance in this movie. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> uh, that, I, uh, the way he says "till that Titanic come out," Titanic come out, so funny. That t- that uh, Armageddon uh, commentary is priceless. There's two good just, ones on there, just for the. But I mean, but I mean that one, yeah, just for Ben Affleck, Affleck making fun. fun of the movie. Why are they on? Why are they on this? Because they're the best. Because they're the best. Why are they the best? What does that even mean? Affleck does a really good Denzel <laughs> in that commentary wow. too. He does Denzel and Courage Under Fire. I can't do it, but he's like, it's from Courage Under Fire. Is like. I may not be on this not. I may not be on this case or not, but I'm gonna find out the truth. I guarantee it's, you that it's, it's really good. It's why I can't ever throw Affleck entirely under the bus, is because early Affleck I don't entirely hate, but also like on that, and I think it's like a Mallrats commentary mm-hmm. he's on too that I listened to years ago, and they keep calling him Phantoms Ben Affleck, and, yeah. and he and he's with it. He like, I mean, he's he's like in on the joke of how yes. why am I famous right now kind yeah. of and so I'm like I can't entirely hate him because that guy still exists somewhere like he's well, you know that meme of him carrying all his mail or holding Dunkin Donuts I have to believe <laughs> part of love that. I have See? to believe part of him sees that and goes like yeah that's kind of I have a I have a theory about <laughs> about Ben Affleck like it, it makes Affleck I have a lot of sympathy for this guy like he makes me sad because the whole sad Affleck meme well, should, really, it's blown up over the last well, few sh- years I showed so, so I was like telling her about Justice League and I'm like oh and Ben Affleck plays Batman and she's like mm, and I'm like oh, you don't like it she's like I don't really like him and I'm like check out and I show him. I show her the video. It's the one where someone put "Hello Darkness" over it or whatever. <laughs> right. And then she like she's watching and she goes, "Well, I don't, 
I don't like that. Yeah. I don't, and now he's sad. She's like, I don't like seeing him be sad. Exactly. I don't there's, like him. I don't want whole, him to be sad. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's like a whole thing. And like, you know, like he broke up with his girlfriend, Anna Diarmas, recently. They split up and it was like a joke. You know, people are like writing articles about like, well, oh, it's too bad. And there's the picture of Casey Affleck who's got a cardboard cutout <laughs> of Anna Diarmas and he's putting it in the trash can. And everybody's making fun of Ben Affleck. And I'm like, you know what? I bet all Affleck's boys, like I bet Casey Affleck, I bet Damon, all of his boys are like, ha ha ha, fucking making jokes about Ben Affleck, and he's just got to pretend it doesn't hurt. <laughs> he's just got to act like it all, it's like water off a duck's ass. He just uh, doesn't, he's got to pretend it's all good. But That's what being in, a dude from Boston is inside, like 100% of the time. Inside. That's probably he's true. He's dying. It's your, it's your boys no. giving you shit. Your you legs. You just got to pretend they don't, they, it doesn't fucking bother you. No. Your legs. We got off topic. Gone, on, we, gone, bro. we got off topic on Ben Affleck a <laughs> little bit. All right, so, okay, ratings. I wanted to get just one, one, one last quintessential line. This is the very beginning. It's Billy Bob, and he's looking at these crows before they find the plane. And he goes, those things are always waiting on something to die so they can eat it, right? Weird. What a weird job. <laughs> That's amazing. What Be- a weird job. It's beautiful stuff. Ratings. I, I do this period of where Billy Bob was just in a bunch of stuff. Is, I don't know. Yeah. Before, the golden I'm age sure he was Bob. weird at the time, but before he kind of. Oh, like, yeah, he was weird. Whatever the fuck happened to him. Before whatever the fuck happened to him. Until I tell up, up to like I'm bad Santa. I'm going to go like sex Santa, with that Angelina Jolie. We're going to drink each other's blood and shit. <laughs> this uh-huh. fucked up. Oh, okay. I won't talk about my music. I don't want to talk about my acting career. This is about my music. That interview was amazing. Sleazebag Canadian guy. <laughs> yeah. Would you ask Tom Petty about that? I guess not. What? <laughs> Tom, Tom Petty's Tom Petty's job isn't. Wait, what? Would you ask him about movies he's been in? No. I think I'd, I'd ask him in, about the Postman. I mean, maybe, but Tom Petty would probably go like, "Oh yeah, I was." In, but Tom Petty certainly wouldn't have the same reaction. I think if Tom Petty had been a celebrated actor and was most <laughs> yeah. famous for that, he probably would have asked him about it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, if if Tom, he's because like, he's like, if Tom Petty was here, he's a musician, he's been in some movies, right? Would you ask Tom Petty about that? And I yeah. bet like. If you asked Tom Petty, hey, remember how you were in The Postman? He would go, oh, yeah, that was oh, weird. Oh, right, right. Even in just he wouldn't the, be a the normal ab- circumstances. He wouldn't be yeah. a dick about it. No, Tom Petty's actually a nice guy, Billy Bob. <laughs> I would I would ask him freely William about Robert. stuff. With <laughs> William Robert. All right, ratings. Ratings. Three and a half, Doug, or, yeah, three and a half Judds, excuse me. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's very well crafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was saying earlier that I wish it went a little bit more Raimi than it, than it does, but it doesn't want to, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, a half a Douglas for naked pregnant Bridget Fonda at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, she is there. Um, and I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 airborne, airborne wives. She really goes flying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a powerful shotgun. <laughs> Rip in half. Just a little blip of Raimi. Yeah. A blip of cl- classic Raimi for yeah. you. There's some touches here. Yeah, the scenes in the well, the, all the scenes in the plane mm-hmm. are like pretty Ramy esque. The way that he shoots the animals in particular, he's doing yeah. the real choppy like camera movements and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm also gonna give it three and a half. Uh, hard to it's re- like really well made movie with some really classic performances in it, but there's like just kind of real dopey stuff in the script. Uh, and there's just tons of movies like this. This is one of my favorite movies like this. These they, movies they usually tend to they ir- usually aren't me. as good. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it another a half dug for the uh, for the pregnant naked uh, Bridget, and uh, even though it's not it's not sleazy or no. gross in any way, it's it's just actually like, very idyllic and sweet. Yeah, it's like oh. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, oh yeah, these yeah. people love each other. It's, I thought it was the sleaziest thing in the world, but I get off. I get off on it. She's she's very pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, Billy Bob's tight five. <laughs> <laughs> she is nice. 
What a... What, you, what did you give it? I gave it three and a half. No, what was oh, the... I gave it 10 out of 10 Airborne Wives. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm going to go four. I don't know. I, I, I think there's... Whatever holes there are in this movie that I, whenever I see it, I just love it so much. I think it's really well directed. It's just, like, solid. And I think that, like, Billy Bob's performance puts it, like, a half Judd <laughs> over for me just because I think he's so good. So mm. good. He's like, feels like a real person. The other characters, not as much. They're more like, we're in this movie, but he's, like... Even when he's doing dumb stuff, you're like, this guy, this it feels feels very internalized. Like mm-hmm. Billy Bob, he's he's wearing a like he is wearing a lot of <laughs> accoutrement, mm-hmm. I, I teeth, teeth and glasses and his hairdo and shit. But you're like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's a, like a re- real dude. Those speeches he gives are just like I just don't I mean he's haunting. a tremendous actor. People yeah. forget. Oh, I, I don't know. think literally any actor could do this much with this character. Like no. so many other actors could do so much less, but he's like this. Like, this yeah. is just the absolute maximum you can ring out of this kind it's of very, character. It's very weird, and it's a very quiet character too. It's not a loud performance. It's not like a. It's so it's not like him. It's, but it's just like yeah, okay. I know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. <laughs> like, did you know this guy or something? Yeah, oh, like, he knew this guy. Like that's it. Feels like that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm gonna give it four. This character's based on 47 <laughs> people I knew in Arkansas. Four of them were me. Uh, I guess I'll give it half a. Half a Douglas. There's 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 a brief very brief nudity. And uh, you know, uh, Lou and his wife are, are hateful towards each other. That's yeah. kinda <laughs> Don't <laughs> talk it never gets eat. sexual though. Or anything. <laughs> Why do they call them breakfast? Uh, and then I'm gonna <laughs> give it uh, wait, what did you give it? I don't even remember what you were. He gave it type five. Type five. Oh, type five. I'm gonna give it one baby face Gary Cole. Mm, yeah. Because he shows up and you're kinda like, Is Looking that Gary good. Cole? Oh it is, he's very young. That face gets blown right off of him. <laughs> very young. <laughs> Very, it's with Gary Cole's during his, his serious, serious. His very, his Vader, very Brady period too. Yeah, very Brady Stone period. Stone Cole. Uh, I guess around office space. Office space. Too, yeah. yeah. Turning yeah. in them TPS reports. All right. <laughs> we That's did it. it. We did it. We did it. What's well, next? R.I.P. Paxton. We're doing one of uh, potentially multiple. I think we'll, uh, well, noir we should probably remakes. break them up into two episodes. I mean, obviously it'll be two episodes, but not maybe not consecutive. No, episodes. I don't think they should be consecutive. We're gonna we've got a list of, of noir remakes. We it would be longer if we hadn't already covered a bunch of them in other different contexts. That's true. But we're gonna do the uh, the remakes of the Postman Always Rings Twice. Hot stuff. <laughs> Desperate Hours. Hot stuff. Probably. And uh, a remake of Criss Cross that's called The Underneath by Steven Soderbergh. A movie he hates. A movie he doesn't like that, that, that caused him to have a serious reckoning with his career and talent. Absolutely. One of many. And yeah. brought us brought us wonders like Schizopolis and yeah. Out of Sight. Yeah, so thank Pretty you. Cool. <laughs> thanks to Underneath. And thanks then, to uh, Cody for sending us uh, yeah. the yeah, booze. Thanks for the booze. Thank you. Yeah. What's Happy and then pa- how's the Patreon? Day. What are we? What's going to be when this airs? Oh, what's going to be on the Patreon? Well, we'll have our five our diplomas and then uh and then we're doing uh Rocketeer and the Doors. Yeah. And that's all we've got planned so far. So I don't know which one will be up by the time we're probably Rocketeer. <laughs> okay. We'll come up. We'll come up be coming up after this one. But yeah. we have like 30, Hopefully you enjoyed the like, Palma ones. We have like 35 other ones. So if you're not a patron already, get on there and we got like 35 ex- uh, bonus Do episodes. We really have 35 stuff. patrons already? We'll have, uh, yeah, when the De Palma 2 comes up, it'll be 35. Holy shit. Sweet. Yeah. And the, each one is better than the last. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you go. So, you did it, guys. So do it. And, uh, yeah, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Okay, so love until you. next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. 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 Bye.